everyone, and welcome back to episode 33 of the Simply Wellman Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even the occasional comic, then we have got the show for you. That's right. That's right, baby. That's I'll have you now. Right. Hey, hey, easy. I'll have you now. I forgot to change 33 or 32 to 33, and I was able to adjust it on the fly because I'm just a fucking professional like that. Shit. Well, speaking of professionalism, I actually just closed out my cryptid. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, I got it. I got it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking catastrophe. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ. I wonder what the H stands for, you know? Holy. I might be onto something. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that doesn't sound right. Nah, 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 nah. Henry. Could be. I do believe Jesus' middle name was Henry. I think I read that somewhere. <laughs> Could be wrong. Uh, no, this week uh, we're going to review and discuss the first season of She-Hulk, because that wrapped up, and uh, I, I want to talk about that shit. That's so. right. That's right. That's, That's right. right. We're going to talk and about it. And you know it. who show this is? Ours, baby. <laughs> Ours. We can do whatever the fuck we want to. If I wanted to fart right now on Mike, I I could. I don't have to, but I could if I wanted to. Uh, I belched. How about that? I belch almost every episode. I've noticed that. You have. You're. It's part of my brand, I guess. (laughs) It's part of my brand. (laughs) Jeez. That's iced coffee, baby girl. (laughs) I did have water, but I drank it. At nine o'clock at night, I'm drinking a fucking iced coffee because, you know, I'm a baller. That's right. I like, what is it from uh, Step Brothers? I want to make bank, bro. <laughs> I want to get ass and drive a Range Rover. I fucking, I can't drink coffee like too, too often. It, I'll fucking shit explode. Dude. <laughs> like it runs right through. Shit explode. Just comes out of me like fucking hot chocolate. It does, bro. Like it'll sit my ass down <laughs> on the toilet. Like if I have too much coffee. You're single-handedly done. like that's the worst flu i've ever gotten like i've called off because Fuck. i drank too much coffee before jesus christ it's just like i'm on there all day long and i mean i'll bear and grip onto the sides and pray to the gods but alas the it's chocolate God, right? <laughs> it's hot chocolate coming out yeah there's no way around it well <laughs> you know porcelain gods my father has mentioned to me he was like you guys talk about shit a lot and i'm like well you know well you raised me yeah <laughs> shit yeah, don't know what to tell you pops <laughs> The shoe fits where it... Yeah. I learned it from watching you! <laughs> I learned uh, it from watching you, Dad. If you didn't shit your pants all the time when I was little. <laughs> no. Oh, I need to mention... No, this has nothing to do with shitting my pants or my dad shitting Mention it, pants. baby. Now, uh... My mom! I got, <laughs> no, no, legitimately. I got some heat from my mother because she listened to last week's episode, which I think is like maybe the second episode she's ever listened to. Because nine times out of ten, we're speaking French to her. Uh, but she actually watched Werewolf by Night with me the first time I watched it. Uh-huh. And she said to me, you'll have to mention on the podcast that I, I really enjoyed it. And I said, I will. And she goes, because you talk about your dad all the time. And I said, okay, uh, yeah, easy. And uh, I was like, I'll talk about it. And I, I, fuck, I did not. And all of you know, she fucking called me and was like, I listened to the episode. And I was like, oh, yeah, what'd you think? She goes, I think you didn't mention me. And I'm like, whoa. What? <laughs> you know, hey mom. Hey, hey mom. Fuck face. Yeah. Hey, hey Colin. <laughs> fuck face. Son of mine. Yeah. I was like, whoa. So my mother really enjoyed Werewolf by Night for what it's worth. I mean, that's 
She's like the fucking Gordon Ramsay of movies. Of movies, that's right. <laughs> it's fucking raw! That's my mom. It's raw! Where's the lamb sauce? <laughs> but no, so my mother really enjoyed Werewolf by Night and agreed with my assessment that I think we both had the same uh, thought, but she told me she agreed with me that she thought it could have done with being a little bit longer, but overall she enjoyed it, especially as a non... She's not, not a Marvel fan, but she's not like... She doesn't keep up with all of it. You know what I mean? Now we'll She's really a passive to, witness. We'll really have to fucking turn the table and get your mom on as like a, a guest star and then get your right. dad human. <laughs> yeah, my dad, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah, my dad listens on the weekly. Yeah, he, <laughs> and he's, he's like, big. he's on he's it. on it. He's like our number two fan. That's right. Someone but, uh, number one spot. Yeah, sorry. Uh, now, so before we get into our thoughts on uh, She-Hulk... We do have actually quite a bit of news. I was kind of happy with the, the volume of news this week. So we've got to talk about uh, some updates on Netflix. Okay. Just their whole situation. The future of The Sims. Uh, we got our first trailer for Creed 3. They're rebooting the Naked Gun franchise. I don't think I've ever heard of the Naked Gun franchise. We'll, we'll correct that. Uh, Marvel is completely shuffling their... Uh, their release dates around. Not completely, but there was a large shakeup. And he's, he's Harrison Ford is joining the MCU. He's playing Captain America. Yeah. Not the old <laughs> one either. No. <laughs> Harrison Ford is replacing uh, Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's just Harrison Ford. Ford as Falcon. He he's talking about like the struggles of being a black Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Harrison Ford. It's just what Harrison are you Ford. doing here, kid? You know? He's just <laughs> <laughs> that whole speech that Sam Wilson gives at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And it's just fucking Harrison Ford. That's the opener. It's, it's yeah. just, it's picking up where it left off. So they just yeah, put oh him man. in it and read Just Harrison Ford with his fucking, with his fucking half stroke face, you know, <laughs> just talking about fucking being a black what? Captain America. <laughs> all right. So all of that chuckling to kind of really bring the mood down. Bring it down, baby. Like, no, way like way down. down. I am. No, I am. So Robbie Coltrane who is best known for playing Hagrid in the Harry Potter films, passed mm -hmm. away on Friday, the 14th of October, uh, at the age of 72. So, All right, Pete. Yeah, and I, I did want to read some of the, the statements that people made, as well as I yeah. screenshotted a quote from the, the movie that somebody posted in his honor, like underneath uh, the comments, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's apt. Because, you know, it is one of those rare occurrences where, like, you know, Harry Potter is like, a modern, massive franchise, you right. know? As far as, like, you know, you had your Star Wars, and, you know, so you now your superhero movies, and then there's Harry Potter, you know? Mm -hmm. And and the, the kind of phenomenon that Star Wars was back then is, like, the Harry Potter now, right? And so I did like seeing people talk about, you know, how they feel. And so somebody, uh, let me find the comment that I, I screenshot here. They posted a quote from uh, actually from Robbie Coltrane talking about playing Hagrid. And he says, the legacy of the movies is, I suspect, that my children's generation will show them to their children. 
So you could be watching it in 50 years' time, easy. I'll not be here, sadly, but Hagrid will. And I was like, that's, that's really yeah. nice. Yeah. That's really sad. Right, well, but, but it's not. I mean, it's that idea of, like, you know, art outlasts the people that create it, right? Well, yeah, but, and this all falls back to, oh my god, it's coming full circle, my... Uh, Crippling fear of death? Correct. Yeah. Like, it, it'll put me in bed, and I just won't want to do anything, and I'll just get really <laughs> sad and bummed out, and I'll just lay there. No, there, there were a bunch of people that came out, because Robbie Coltrane was very famous in Great Britain as yeah. a TV actor and, mm-hmm. and a stand-up comedian before he was Hagrid. Sure. And uh, so his, his agent said some nice words. Uh, she talked about, her name's Belinda, right? She called him a unique talent, and she said that she'll always remember him as an abidingly loyal client. And she goes, as well as being a wonderful actor, he was forensically intelligent and brilliantly witty. And after 40 years of being proud to be called his agent, I shall miss him. Um, that's, that's really sad. I know, it's, it's sweet is what it is. And and it it did, is sweet. It truly is sweet, but it is sad because it's. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, J.K. Rowling said some words, but uh, nope. I wanted to read what <laughs> the author of the Harry Potter books. But I also want to talk about more about what Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson had to say because those were really sweet. So uh, Daniel Radcliffe said that Robbie was one of the funniest people I've met, and used to keep us laughing constantly as kids on the set. I have especially fond memories of him keeping our spirits up on Prisoner of Azkaban when we were all hiding from the torrential rain for hours in Hagrid's hut, and he was telling stories and cracking jokes to keep morale up. I feel incredibly lucky that I got to meet and work with him, and I'm very sad that he's passed. He was an incredible actor and a lovely man. And then uh, Emma Watson's was actually, like, very sweet and got me a little choked up when I was reading it. So I'm going to try not to be a bitch and get choked up when I read it aloud. So she said, Robbie was, like, the most fun uncle I've ever had, but most of all, he was deeply caring and compassionate towards me as a child and an adult. His talent was so immense that it made sense he played a giant. He could fill any space with his brilliance. Robbie, if I ever get to be as kind as you were to be so kind as you were to me on a film set, I promise I'll do it in your name and memory. Know how much I adore and admire you. I'll really miss your sweetness, your nicknames, your warmth, your laughs, and your hugs. You made us a family. Know you were that to us. Oh, well, Jesus. Sweet. Yeah. But so it is. It's, you know, like I said, it's kind of that uh, rare occurrence anymore of like, you know, a massive film franchise that means very much to a very large generation of people. Um, and so to lose a character like that, who even in the context of the story is meant to be a very sweet, caring, warm uh, figure is mm-hmm. obviously a, a big major loss. And uh, yeah, and, and I always bring it up. There's there's no good way to get out of get out of this type of story and segue into the next bit. So we're just going to go to Netflix. Well, I was going to make the comment, too. Yeah. Um, funny enough, coming full circle here, we were we were just talking about uh, how Harrison Ford is so old. Yeah. Well, and I figured we'd kind of get into that. Uh, yeah, we'll get in it. We'll get in it later, because I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So uh, Netflix has announced that the company saw an uptick of 2.2 million new subscribers in its last quarter, which is obviously an increase from the million that it lost the quarter prior as well as the 200,000 the quarter prior to that. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, last time we talked about them, they were kind of in a downward spiral and trying to scramble and figure out how to make up their ass, right? I, I bet you it's because Dahmer came out. Everyone's well, on that shit. So, yeah, Netflix actually, like, stated that it believes it's in large part due to its, the, the word they used was bingeability of its content. 
and it was citing their series Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, which brought in over 800 million hours of viewership. Yep. And the, all right, don't cheer that hard when I go Jeffrey Dahmer. No, <laughs> I'm like, agreeing oh, with you. No, I'm saying, no, I, I said, know. yep. Like, yep, yeah, I bet it did. And then the fourth season of Stranger Things generated over 1.3 billion hours of viewership. Eh. I mean, eh. <laughs> you're going, yep, to Dahmer. D fucking Stranger Things did one point, almost one and well, a half billion hours say, of viewership. I say that because I feel like I see more stuff about Jeffrey Dahmer and hear more stuff about Jeffrey Dahmer than I did Stranger Things. I haven't even fucking finished. I'm going to check Mature real like quick. Two, I'm two episodes deep. I'm going to check Mature real quick. I was at the grocery store. And fucking running up that hill by Kate Bush was playing on their radio. From a cultural significance standpoint, Stranger Things has Dahmer beat. Let me, let me double check, mate. Yeah, yeah. That was you at the store, not me. I said I've seen. Thank you so much for everyone listening to the, nah, <laughs> the episode. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying that. Yeah, like. You know, yeah, just I haven't seen. seen it. I don't, I don't doubt you one bit, but I haven't. No, I haven't seen anything. And every time I get in the fucking car, it's running up that hill. And every time you fucking get on TikTok, it's running up the hill. Oh, TikTok's a... Not me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't even fucking pretend. No, you know it's on my TikTok. Oh, wow. Walter great. White memes. Walter <laughs> White memes. Traps. I was going to say, specifically <laughs> Minecraft Breaking Bad memes yeah. and just TikTok thoughts. <laughs> that's it, dude. Just I can't booty shaking it. and Minecraft memes. I mean, it's fundamentals of life, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, no matter who's it's booty like, shaking. Uh, oh God, it could be mine, guys, it could be yours. As long as you think of the guy's me. name, but you know, the hierarchy of needs. <laughs> and like right at the top is like, or right at the base is like, Minecraft. We'll say Minecraft memes. Mind. And then right above it is booty shaking on TikTok. <laughs> if there ain't no booty shaking, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I ain't getting out of bed yet. My, my needs ain't met. <laughs> I just imagine here's I don't know what I'm doing and like no booty shaking and you were looking around just completely lost. Completely lost. Is that John Travolta grocery... meme? <laughs> yeah, you know him with his hands store. up looking. Yeah, you know, I'm like, why is there no, no booty shaking out here? Why is there no booty shaking out here? Am I uh, but now, um, all of this uh, Netflix news comes out as they are preparing to launch a six dollar ninety nine cent ad supported tier on November third. Uh, as well as putting out a feature called Account Transfer, which will be a setting for users to set up their own membership while preserving whatever they have saved and watched on their profile. So basically, you've got a profile on my Netflix account. You can migrate that to your own membership, right? And that's coming because they are getting ready to start charging um, basically for multiple households on the same account. Which is dumb. Yeah. So, I feel like we'll it's, I, I do say I I could see uh, Netflix getting ready to tank again because that's going to go up and everyone's going to drop. Yeah, so they're predicting. Let me find the number here. Excuse me. But oh, um, let me find their numbers here. Yeah, Netflix is expecting around 4.5 million new subscribers in the next quarter. I don't I don't see that happen. Mm -mm. But I did find it interesting that a large portion of their 2.2 million uh, viewer or new subscriptions were from uh, largely from like the Asia Pacific region. And I do wonder, I know that like my wife is really big into Korean dramas and Chinese dramas and things like that. Uh, and she watches them primarily on Netflix. And so I do wonder if 
they're adding more of that type content. And so more of those, you know, that region are joining to, sure. to see stuff from their, you know, their nation or their nationalities, right? Um, as well as I did see a headline today talking about that they revealed, I think, either trailers or, or plans for six Thai uh, original, like either films or series, I don't remember. But so they are appealing to that audience more. Uh, and so maybe it's an untapped market for them and they see a lot of growth potential there. Who knows? So maybe they, they will see that type of growth if they're tapping into, you figure, two of the most largely populated countries in the world are India and China. So if they're appealing to that region, maybe they will see that type of growth. Sp- let me spit this one at you. Yeah, spit it. So what if that happens, right? And let's uh-huh. say a shit ton of people um, overseas, you know, on the other side of the pond. Yeah. Uh, Join Netflix, but just right. a large number from the U.S. stop. Leave. Do you think at well, that point ah. Netflix would start to transition to? All right. Well, I guess we lost them, but now we have. But we have a larger over. Asian market. Right. So maybe, we'll just start maybe? putting. I mean, but Netflix I don't know. Becomes... I, I think Asian, you know, Asian culture, um, you know, spe- specifically like Pacific Asian culture, like Japan and Korea and things like that, are becoming very popular in the u.s i mean you figure bts uh is always having um you know charting songs i mean they're they're relatively they've been on jimmy fallon things like that you know and you got you know the girl band blackpink is a, is a korean band i believe and then obviously morgan listens to stray kids and i went to a stray kids concert and want to tell you the bitch was packed i mean it was packed <laughs> so Hey, and I could be. I could be dead wrong. I was just yeah. So, so I do think that I wouldn't be surprised if a large portion, or not, you know, a not insignificant portion of the viewership of some of that, um, you know, Pacific Asian like materials or content is also coming from the Western world. But could uh, be. who knows, man? I found this yeah. on the web. Shut up! Jesus. Oh, I swear. To put a muzzle. You need to put a muzzle on that thing or something. Just threaten serious violence. I swear to God, if you have another outburst like that, I will cut you. Uh, let's see. I will. <laughs> I will hold you underwater until the bubbles stop. So, pardon? Not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, not a sponsor. Yeah, sorry, Apple. Not a sponsor. So, a EA sponsor. Uh, held a Behind the Sims Summit uh, today, oh. the 18th. That, mm-hmm. like, they'd kind of put out, like, in two weeks, join the summit, you know, and everybody's like, oh, fuck, it's Sims 5. Oh, fuck. You know? Mm-hmm. And so it was largely underwhelming for many of the fans. Wham. Because, like, The Sims is, like, a a hard drug. Like, people, you either love it or you hate it, you know? Sims fans are rabid. And I'm speaking as a pretty, you know, I I have a love-hate relationship with The Sims. Yeah, I play the shit out of it when I play it, but then I drop it for, like, six months. I think I've talked about it before. Mm -hmm. But, and I do really have a problem with the fact that, like, uh, let me pull it up on Steam real quick. Somebody was mentioning it on uh, Reddit earlier. And I thought, that is horrifying, but I don't doubt it. Um, The Sims 4, now free to play, right? Let me go to the Steam page here. In honor of the (laughs) Sims Summit, right, has all of their, uh, all of the Sims content on sale, right? But if I scroll down here to view, uh, they've completely changed the store page. What the hell is going on here? Just take me to the, take me to the store page. I believe when I looked at it, it was like, 630 US dollars to download or to buy and download everything, all of the content available for this. That is outrageous. Yeah. Jesus. 
Yeah. So, yeah. And it's all on sale right now. So that's not that's not just flat retail price. That's that 30% off uh, on most of it. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at 624 US dollars to uh to to own all a Sims person. content. Yeah, that's a yeah. person. Yeah. And you know, I'm there are people that have spent that. I know there are, you know. Oh, absolutely. And I so yeah, at least 200 I know for a fact. Oh yeah, so I mean like expansions. So yeah, I more than I talked about that before where I'm like, I know I've spent cuz I own a fair bit of the stuff that they've put out. So I know I've spent like maybe $400. Yeah, and obviously the way they get pack. you, and obviously the way they get you is what's that? I'm trying to think of how much they were like. I think it was like twenty four ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine. Expansion packs? Like a, yeah. No, the expansion packs are forty dollars. Am I thinking of? Uh, so they've put out like game packs and stuff packs that are like nineteen ninety nine. But yeah, so all of that to say that I really am not a big fan of their nickel and diming and like death of a thousand cuts for their consumer, right? But mm-hmm. um. The summit included a really vague update on the future of The Sims 4, uh, which included the announcement that was already announced, which was that the base game of The Sims 4 would be free-to-play, as well as talking about that there will be two more expansion packs to be released next year, but they didn't give any details as to what those packs would entail, uh, as well as they hinted at an update to the infants in the base game to kind of make the babies more than just an item. Because as they stand right now in The Sims 4, yeah, yeah, there's just, just a, a baby. bassinet that you click on to make it stop crying. And then eventually you get tired of it and you just make it a, a toddler as quickly as possible. <laughs> and I think it's The Sims 2 or 3 where the the infants were like a, a, a character, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I, it seems like that might be where they're leaning towards, uh, you know, what, like 10 years after the games come out. And um, the quote I put in quotes, big reveal, because it was kind of a nothing reveal of the event, was that they are in the very, very early stages of development on what they're calling Sims Renee, which is like the code name for Sims 5. But they really did their best to not call it Sims 5. So it's it's just a follow up to the Sims 4. And they showed off some footage of the build mode, as well as some stills from the game. And they emphasized a lot that there's going to be a crass cross-platform play style, including mobile, which has some fans kind of skeptical of the quality that they can expect, since it's going to be a game that is intended to work on a mobile phone as well as a computer or the new-gen consoles. And so it's like, okay, well, how good is it going to be and run and look if it's going to be able to run on my phone? Um, Now, to be fair, the company didn't provide much uh, in the way of elaboration on that concept but they did make clear that they still had a really long road ahead of uh, development ahead of them on the project. So I did see some fans speculating that maybe like um, on your phone, you'd be able to like create a SIM or, you know, change your outfits, things like that. And that would update to your game when you logged in. And so maybe it's not a full version of the game on your phone, Uh, but some aspects you could do, which I could see, you know, but um, yeah, I do just worry how, how EA will nickel and dime it, you know, because they will. That's their whole motto. But, I, was say, uh, I thought... Let me double check here. I was fairly certain that The Sims had already come out with a, an app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Sims for, Free Play. Yeah, The Sims it Mobile. Called. It's just The Sims Mobile is what I had. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. And, yeah, graphics weren't great. No. Huh? So, hopefully it's not something like that. And it is more think, like what I talked about. Yeah, if it's what you talked about, I would be more intrigued i guess maybe yeah 
rather than just a mobile, you know, because you say a mobile game, and I... There's a connotation let's debunk, there. Let's debunk, debunk this, ready? I have Clash Royale. Right. Be Bitlife. Bitlife. Yeah, I, mobile games I have. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, Bitlife. Oregon Trail with the zombies. Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, Risk. Yeah. Um, oh, a game called My Universe, which is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, Reigns. Have you ever heard of that game? It's like you're a king and you have to make decisions. Reign? Yeah. Yeah. So I have that game and then I have Heads Up, but I rarely play it. Yeah. And then Pokemon Go. And I mean, but none of those are really like, like I'm playing it for the graphics. You know, right. like uh, Rain is literally just really robotic. A... Can you hear me better? Hello? Right, give me some talking. I'm talking at you. Yeah, you sound good. I'm... Okay. Um, but, you know, those games I'm not really playing for the graphics. Like, it's a card game. Right. Yeah, the exactly. only one I'd be right. The only game I'm playing for the graphics, I guess, is maybe Clash Royale. Right. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, even yeah, then. But luckily, yeah. I mean, that's like a cartoony style. Right. But so, I mean, I don't, I don't have many mobile games. I don't really play mobile games, so I don't see how well that would do. But I could be yeah. wrong. I don't know. What do I know? I just play video games. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Fuck me. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What'd you say? <laughs> I'm the one who would be buying it. So. Right, yeah, exactly. So, we got the first trailer for Creed 3, which will be the directorial debut uh, of Michael B. Jordan, the star. And the film seems to follow Adonis, you know, and, like, his, his fame and good fortune after the events of the second film, when someone from his past, who's played by Jonathan Majors, uh, comes back into his life and is going to kind of attempt to dethrone him as, like, the champion boxer that he is, right? Yep. And <laughs> she looks gas. Like, yeah, it looked really good. Music was really good in it too. Like on yeah, I've, <clears throat> I've always enjoyed like Creed. The first Creed has a really good fight scene. I think it's like his first real major boxing match, um, like in the ring. And he, it's all done in like one shot, and it's like a six minute scene, and that's a really good fight. And um, you know, just the music, the theme song to Creed is really good. Uh, does a good job of like getting you a little bit hyped up, you know, where you're like, yeah, mm -hmm. this feels like heroic or swelling, you know. Sure. And, and I am glad. Uh, so when they first dropped the poster earlier in the week for uh, Creed Three, they showed off uh, Jonathan Majors and a lot of people. There was like an early rumor that Creed Three was going to be about Clubber Lang's son from uh, Rocky Three. Yeah, Mr. T's character, and yeah. like they did that already. Creed Two was about. Um, Ivan Drago's son, right? And so it's like, yeah, don't we can't keep doing this, right? And so I was really glad to see that it was not that, and that it is just somebody in his life. And I would do like the idea of like it's his old life, and it's him trying to fight his past. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Jonathan Majors looks fucking jacked. Yolt. He's I yolt. mean, man's is large. <laughs> uh, I saw large. he like uh, Men's Health posted a video. With him, and I mean, yeah, he is that big. He is, he is, he's like that you guy, said, huh? yoked. He's swole. He is that guy. And, is. and it does make me wonder, like, how much of that physique is he keeping when he plays Kang the Conqueror? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is Kang going to be just a big buff guy? I mean, that, that would, uh, hey, that makes sense to me, you know, like, uh, yeah. you know, having him be more muscular, being able to 
kill all the Avengers. I mean, because if yeah, he take killed... on the Avengers. No, if he's killed so many of them, you got people like like Captain America who are, you know, yeah. really ripped. How would you take him out? Right. But I don't know too much about Kane, so you know, Kane right? Conquers, so I, maybe. <clears throat> and I was thinking from like a character standpoint, it would make sense for Kang to be ripped because part of his whole thing is like that he is the master of time and can, you know, so he could, he has literally all the time in the world. He has infinite time because he can constantly move around. And so, yeah, he has all the time in the world to just get jacked. He could change, you know, go through time, get absolutely ripped and then jump back to a point in time and be like, all right, now I'm just so strong. I can take Captain America in a fight, you know? Yeah. Hand to hand. Do you and think so, they'll show any of that? Any of the Avengers I, dying? I would, I would like to. Yeah, I'm like Kang or Kang Dynasty. I would really like to see the idea of you know Kang. I mean, it's called Kang Dynasty. So show him be the fucking you know be that guy. You know, and especially if like you know a short amount of time later we're getting a follow up similar to Infinity War and Endgame. You can kind of do that where whatever the resolution is in Secret Wars. You know, okay, but yeah, you've got got Kang the Conqueror, and yeah, you kind of have to make him the big bad, and so you kind of got to show that. You think he uh, he's gonna kill Ant Man because you know he talks in, in, in Ant Man, yeah, Quantumania? maybe. I've seen that tossed around. Where what if, yeah, an Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania, he just he he ganks Ant Man, kills him, and that's what starts everything. Yeah, where you're like, holy fuck. That'd be really cool because you figure uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, its post credit scene kind of has that change in tone where you're like <laughs> reminded of the snap and you're like, oh, fuck. But uh, yeah, who knows, man? So the Naked Gun uh, is getting the reboot treatment with Akiva Schaefer of The Lonely Island set to a direct. So do you. So you said you don't know The Naked Gun? Correct. I do not. So. It is like a, a detective trilogy. Uh, it's a comedy uh, with Leslie Nielsen. Do you know who that is by name? No. So if I did like the, you know, Shirley, you can't be serious. Oh, but I am. And don't call me Shirley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's Leslie Nielsen. That's from Airplane, right? But yeah. he did all kinds of that type of comedy of like that deadpan slapstick kind of comedy. Mm hmm. And he was the star of the uh, the Naked Gun trilogy. So there was like the Naked Gun, the Naked Gun Part Two, and then the Naked Gun Thirty Three and a Third. I think is the the third one. And um, they were really funny, you know, solid movies. One of my favorite jokes from that, I think it's from the Naked Gun, is uh, <laughs> he's he's with this woman asking her questions, and she's going up the stairs into the attic to look for something, and he's looking up the the ladder at her. And, you know, she's kind of got a dress on. And he goes, nice beaver. And she goes, thanks, I just got it stuffed. And then hands him down like a taxidermied beaver. Yeah. You know, it's just that kind of joke. Cheeky. Yeah. And, and so I <clears throat> bring this up because Akita Schaefer, did you ever watch Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping? I don't think I So have. that was a Lonely Island movie. And uh, where it's kind of making fun of like the, the Justin Bieber movies and, and the, you know. One Direction documentaries that they've done and all that. And uh, so it, Akiva Schaefer does a good job of directing a comedy like that. And Seth MacFarlane is executive producing the movie. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, he's done a good job with some, you know, his comedy films as well as, uh, you know, obviously shows. And then the leading role is in early talks to go to Liam Neeson. 
And, you know, Liam Neeson has done, you know, quite a few comedic roles here in the last 10 to 15 years. And uh, I, I would love to see him play like a, uh, the deadpan delivery of slapstick comedy similar to Leslie Nielsen. And it's funny because Leslie Nielsen originally got into acting to be like a serious actor. And so there is kind of a fun, like, you know, um, whatever you want, like parallel there, I guess. Sure. Of like Liam Neeson being a, a legitimate serious actor who then went into like stereotypical action movies and comedy roles. And so, yeah, I think it'd be kind of fun to see him, him do that type of role. But um, yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of faith in the production team. Akiva Schaefer, uh, there was a movie on Disney Plus of uh, Chip and Dale, like the Rescue Rangers, and it was like a really meta uh, kind of movie with some really good yeah. comedy in it. And yeah. apparently it was I, I very good. It. Yeah, I heard it was really good. I haven't seen it, but uh, I saw a bunch of the references that they made of yeah. like how like they were able to get Sonic away with is in there. And they did that on purpose because they couldn't yeah. get the rights to it. And so, yeah. yeah, they made him an ugly Sonic. But I also saw that... Um, they made that Sonic look more like. Do you remember when Sonic first came out and they? Oh showed yeah, the that's trailer? what. That's exactly what they were going for. Yeah, yeah. So they was made that like Sonic. That Sonic, and I yeah. think that is fucking hysterical. Yeah, but so Akiva Schaefer wrote that, helped write that movie, and uh, two of the people that he worked on with that are writing this uh, film. So, uh, you know, it's a good team. It sounds like, and I, I don't hear anything there that immediately makes me go. So I just thought, I saw Naked Gun reboot and immediately was like, ugh. But then I read some more of the details and I'm like, oh, no, wait a minute. I think I'm, I'm really ready for a, a, a new comedy that has, like, very tasteful but raunchy kind of humor. Like, tasteful it, you know, but raunchy. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't know. I don't know. Elaborate. Walk through it. Like, you know, making a joke where it's like, <laughs> you're laughing at then you go, that's bad. You're bad. <laughs> right, yeah. But, you know, keeping it tasteful to the point where it's like, but it's funny. Yeah, and it's you're, not pa- you're not punching point. down at anybody. And right. It's not, like, it's not just like a titty comedy from like the 90s. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could feel that. Yeah, just like a good Ted. comedy. Like, yeah. The fir- I haven't seen the second Ted, but the first Ted I thought was super, you know, it's fucking dumb. It's fucking funny. It's raunchy, but in a very tasteful way. Yes, yes, tasteful as ranch can be, right? Yeah, right. I'm with you. Yeah, hopefully that's what this could be. But, uh... Only time will tell. That's right. So, Marvel has shifted the Blade film from its original date of November 3rd, 2023 to September 6th of 2024. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this doesn't really come as a surprise as the film, which still has no director after Bassam Tariq stepped away a couple weeks ago, uh, yep. was set to start production like in less than a month. So they're like, yeah, we got to push this bitch back while we find a director, right? Well, with the way that Marvel has their timeline structured of far releases go, uh, the whole thing had to shift. So yep. Deadpool 3 is getting pushed back from September 6th uh, to November 8th of 2024. So not a major shift, uh, just a couple months. So it sounds like Deadpool had to give up its date for Blade. Um and then Fantastic Four is moving several months back from February to November of 2025. Jesus. But they still have no official cast for the Fantastic Four, so I do wonder if that plays a part in, in the whole thing as well. Um, and then Avengers Secret Wars is moving from November of 2025 to May of 2026. Damn. But King Dynasty is keeping its release of May 
2025. But that does obviously massively widen the gap from like six months to a year uh, between Without Avengers a films. Movie. Well, no, or, just yeah, uh, Disney, just an Avengers yeah, film. just an Avengers film. So you'll still get Fantastic Four falling between the two, but um, yeah, there's a, a much bigger gap there. So what are you gonna who, do? Who knows, man? Let's see here. In, in more Marvel news, Harrison Ford, like we talked about, is entering the MCU. He's been cast to replace the late William Hurt as General Thaddeus Ross in the upcoming Captain America New World Order, as well as the Thunderbolts film. Um, it's not really clear how significant of a role that character is going to play in the films, but there's a lot of people speculating that we are going to see the appearance of the Red Hulk, which in the comics is the Ooh. Hulk persona of Thunderbolt Ross. And so, you know, are we going to get a weird mocap? Harrison oh Ford. God. Oh my god! <laughs> like, you know, you've that seen the photos so of like fucking funny, of like you know, um, like you want to say Mark Hamill, Mark Ruffalo in the you know in in the weird gray suit. <laughs> Just picture Harrison Ford with a red Hulk head <laughs> poking up off top of him, wearing just a a fucking gray leotard. It's morphin' time. That's right. <laughs> but no, uh, you know, you and I talked, kind of mentioned it earlier. You know, I do find it odd that, like, obviously they must have to do something with that character. They feel if they feel the need to recast him, because as so, uh, you know, up to now, Thunderbolt Ross hasn't been like a massive player. You know, they could have kind of replaced him with just a a generic military man. You know, mm -hmm. in any of the Avengers films or even Captain America: Civil War. So I do think that the only logical, that's where a lot of the, the theories come from, the only logical, like, what's well, got to be Thunderbolt Ross, is A, you know, Red Hulk, right? Yeah. And, and so I'm like, okay, well, so then, I, I, I really don't know how I feel about Harrison Ford being in the mocap as, as the Red Hulk. But, um, you know, if they're bringing him back for two films... Maybe he doesn't play a major role. Or maybe the idea is that, well, they won't even mocap it. They'll just have somebody else mocap it. And then he kind of just has to do some minor voice lines. And then there you go. Right. It's an easy job. Well done. But, you know, you're replacing William Hurd, who passed away, obviously, uh, with an 81 year old man. And so my thought would be they must not need him. This sounds very morbid. They must not need the character for like a long time, you know, like the foreseeable future of the MCU. Right. So it makes me think there must be a, a definite ending to the character somewhere in, in one of those two movies that they're like, okay, we can comfortably cast an 81 year old man and, and not necessarily worry about him also passing away and having to be replaced. Right. Which, like I said, sounds because, very yeah. morbid, but you know, I was saying how Harrison for you, he's 80, what? 81. He's 81. Yeah. I'm not going to be ready for his death. I'm not. I'll say that right now. Stamp it. Stamp like, it right now. I like how much we are just wrestling with mortality when you this. I don't know, man. I, I got to lay down. I might have to hop <laughs> off. I'm getting woozy. Yeah. You're going to have to finish this by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to call Morgan in. Yeah. No, I'm don't say in. that. She'll, she'll, she'll be here. <laughs> like. You say that and you just hear your fucking door kick open. <laughs> She's like, do you say you needed me? <laughs> and you're like, no, I'm okay. She just grabs you by the chest hair and throws you over. <laughs> Get out of the chair. But, and um, also I thought when I found out uh, 
knew he was. I'm a little shocked. I'm stumbling. I'm a little shocked yeah. that Harrison Ford's still acting because I thought he was kind right. of done. Right, yeah. he's getting old, and like he's, his personality always seems kind of done, right? Well, yeah, and he's just like this guy. He does. I love Harrison Ford to death, but he does seem like just a grumpy old man at this point. Right. He's yeah. very bitter about everything. Yeah. But um, I'm I'm curious how much money they would because right. he how says it all the time out? of like how much Disney had to throw at him for him to get him back on. Yeah. So I'm curious how much Marvel will still Disney's part of Star Wars. Um, you know they're waving that wad of cash saying all right how about yeah. this and then him finally you know because i could totally see me like fine right <laughs> you know, yeah. fine. fuck it fuck it one of my favorite uh like jokes about harrison ford being just so grumpy about star wars especially because like he loves indiana jones yeah um but i hate star wars and <laughs> there's a there's a website called Clickhole, which is like it's owned by the onion do you know what the onion is yeah. Well, so Clickhole is BuzzFeed, but Onion, right? Yeah. And it's the headline that I always see and just makes me chuckle is, when asked what Han Solo's favorite color is, Harrison Ford says in the quote is, I wish George Lucas would die. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's how angry he is. I wish George Lucas would, <laughs> would die. That's yeah, what do you think Han Solo's... What do you think Han Solo's favorite color would be? I wish George Lucas would die. I'm just like, Jesus. Man's just done playing it. Yeah, he ain't fucking around anymore. Ask him one more goddamn Star Wars question, I dare you. I, how much do you think he regrets being a carpenter for George Lucas? A lot. But, I mean, it's that weird double thing of, like... He has a lot of his fame and money because of Star Wars. And, like, he wouldn't have gotten Indiana Jones without Star Wars. That's true. So it's like that thing where I wish it wasn't the thing I was known for, but I'm glad I got it, you know? Yeah. And I wish that I could just fucking put it behind me. Like, if it had been, like, medium successful and I still got Indiana Jones, and that was the thing that everybody knew me for, which, I mean, yeah, it is still one of the major things people know him for, but, you know, it's like, he's Han Solo, he's Indiana Jones, right? Right. And so I do think, yeah, he 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 he, he fucking hates it. So I do hope that they spare him some pain and don't make him do any press for either of these movies. Cause I, I don't see him, him being like, if somebody asks him a fucking, are you a comic book fan? And he'd be like, I wish George Lucas would die. You know, <laughs> I could definitely see him at the store, pushing his cart, walking through the aisles. Right. And then yeah. just happens to pass like the star Wars uh, toy section. And his, right. he starts white knuckling his cart and walks faster past it. I like that you pictured Harrison Ford doing his own grocery shopping. Well, you never know. I don't know. You know he has that shit brought in. Yeah, probably. I don't know. It's just a fun I don't know. Yeah, it is a funny visual. I was thinking you were going to go a different route and talk about him being out at the store and just a bunch of greasy nerds swarming him and being like, Are you going to play the Red Hall? You know? Are you going to play them? <laughs> he goes away. He's just... I wish Kevin Feige George Lucas. died. <laughs> I wish Kevin Feige would die. Yeah. <laughs> or he goes, I wish Stan Lee would die. Oh, yeah. uh, well. Uh, well. All right. <laughs> he goes, yeah. And then he leans right. back and goes, yeah. uh, maybe the Red Hulk's favorite color is blue. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Blue, I guess. It's not green. I don't think it'd be red, but maybe blue. <laughs> maybe blue. Blue cool, you know? All right. Speaking of Hulk, are you ready to talk about She-Hulk, bitch? Yeah, let's... <laughs> Let's hop in. Well, yeah, yeah, you're like, wait, why'd you call me a bitch? 
All right, let's see. You got a synopsis of She-Hulk? <laughs> yeah, that's no. what I thought. You fucking bitch. Oh, Jennifer Walters. Like the one day. <laughs> Jennifer Walters navigates the complicated life of a single 30-something attorney who also happens to be a green 6-foot-7-inch superpowered Hulk. Uh, so, overall, um, I figured we'd give, like, general thoughts, and then we'll kind of, I'll scroll through the, the episode list, and we'll just kind of give, like, our, our briefest, something less than review, something more than a gas or pass on each episode. Maybe talk about something we liked, something we didn't like, and then we'll... Sure. So, in general, um, I really like, I, I, I really enjoy the fact that it's not a majorly consequential, uh, thing. Like, not every... Marvel thing has to be uh, end of the world, right? Right. You know, this is super, like, her, the conflict is she is a Hulk. You know, she didn't choose to be a Hulk, and now she has to just try and be a successful lawyer who also is a, a fucking Hulk, you know? And, uh, you know, kind of dealing with the misogyny, and I do like how heavily the show just already knew that people were going to be fucking incels on the internet. And just kind of wrote in the fact that people would be incels about a She-Hulk. Yeah. And it's like, the character's existed since the fucking 90s. She's been breaking the fourth wall since the 90s. She was right. always a comedy character. And, and so, yeah, and then everybody's like, why is it so fucking jokey and goofy? And it's like, that's the whole goddamn thing. Like, that's... Yeah, that's the that's That the is who point. she is. Um, I did... There were, there were a few episodes where it's like, okay, that was kind of a nothing episode. But I do think it kind of leaned into the meta, like the fact that she knows she's in a TV show is, is kind of odd. I wonder if they'll even address the why of that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, why is she the only person that just knows they're in a, uh, you know, in a, in a visual media like that? Right. And I mean, in the comics, I think they kind of explain it as the, the Gamma kind of like fucked her brain up a little bit because the idea is that Deadpool knows he's in a comic because he's insane and mm -hmm. so maybe a part of Jennifer Walters is kind of nuts and so that's why she's aware that she's in a comic as well as in this case you know that's why she's in a she knows she's in a show um, yeah could be and, and maybe they just never even have to explain it yeah. but what did you think of like the the fourth wall breaking I was a big fan of it I liked how on certain things, like pacing wise, mm -hmm. like uh, the backstory in the yeah. very first episode, I loved yeah. how they broke the fourth wall. She addressed it. It was fairly quick. Yeah, I mean, you figure they give the whole origin in just the first episode. Yeah, so you know, I, I really liked that in the sense of it helped pace things. It would mm -hmm. give it, uh, you know, a chance for like some comedic relief or like a, a funny, you know, a little <laughs> zing. Um, yeah, right. but, <laughs> but so, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it and I didn't mind it. And I look forward to seeing more of it. Yeah. Um, so let me pull up the episode list here. So let's see. We kind of talked about it there. First episode. Um, pretty, pretty fucking solid, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, excuse me. We get a nice, uh, nice fight scene between the two Hulks where he's trying to teach her to be a superhero full time. Right. And she's like. Nah, fam. I just want to yeah. be a lawyer. You know, he he just kind of assumes that since she's got Hulk powers now, she's gonna be a Hulk like him. And uh, she's like, Nah, that ain't me. And uh, I do like that kind of conflict where he's basically telling her like, You may not get a say. You know, mm -hmm. I think his line exactly was something to the effect of like, 
uh, once they start seeing you as a monster, that doesn't go away. Yeah. You know? And that's so like, how long can you kind of do the double life thing? Um, do, do we gas or pass these? Like, what's the... What do you think the... I'll break it down. Short and sweet. She-Hulk episode. <gasps> you know what it is? What? Hulk smash or Hulk pass. <gasps> Write that down. Write that down! Dude. <laughs> I'm writing it! I'm writing it! <laughs> All right. <laughs> episode one. <laughs> episode one. A normal amount of rage. Hulk smash or Hulk pass? Hulk smash. Hulk smash. I think you're right. That's what I was feeling. There was no... I didn't complain. It was a good opener. Mm-hmm. I liked I the, the post credit scene of the two of them drunk at the bar and... Him admitting that Captain America's not a virgin. <laughs> and she's like, I fucking I knew it. it. Uh, and I like Titania just busting into the, the, the courtroom. The courtroom. Right? And her just being like, fuck, all right, yeah, I really like these clothes, you know, this outfit. And she has to reveal that she's the Hulk, right? And so then that leads us to episode two, Superhuman Law. So that's the episode where she gets the job as, like, the, the superhero um lawyer basically where they're gonna have a superhuman law division uh yeah. and and she has to defend or, or represent emil blonsky the abomination at his parole yeah. hearing and i i i really kind of liked what they did with blonsky's character it's like that he's like you know he's reformed right? it's been yeah. long enough that maybe he has found his you know been reformed and they tied in the fact that in uh shang chi he's just fighting in a cage match against wong and the fact that Wong has just been breaking him out yeah, for cage matches. Time. Just all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think? Hulk smash, Hulk pass. Honestly, Hulk smash. Like, yeah. I thought it was a good episode. We got to see Wong again. More of like that fourth wall break when she's like, this isn't going to be a Wong series. Like, don't. Right, yeah. You know, like, we're good. Well, and so that was, so that's episode three. Or was that in episode three? Yeah, so episode two, I think, was kind of... I don't want to say it was a Hulk pass, but if I've only got the two options, I could have passed on that one, I guess. Um, the the only thing of that is, like, yeah, it kind of gives us a, a bit of the story, like, the structure, I guess. But, sure. um... she Because you figure she officially takes his case at the end of that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, when she, like, talks to Banner and is basically like, are you cool with me defending him? And he's like, oh, yeah, he sent me a really nice and like we're we're cool you know mm-hmm. and so i don't know if you could like combine the two episodes that and episode three i, I think that's probably the way to go but uh episode three is the people versus emil blonsky so that's like the full-on um all smash hard that's like yeah because that's the episode destroyed. with the the light elf who's a shapeshifter the tectonic plates from how hard I'm smashing. Pardon? <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> who, who defrauded uh, Jen's former colleague by making him think that he was dating Megan the Stallion. <laughs> and, and they had to basically prove that he's the type of fuck that would truly believe he was dating Megan the Stallion. You thought Megan the Stallion drove a Passat. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, ugh. <laughs> and uh, after I love that you know, that's the episode where she gets attacked by the wrecking crew and they've got just like fucking Asgardian construction tools yeah. and they're trying to beat the shit out of her and she just she fucks them up entirely like, we gotta get the fuck out of here you know and uh, then obviously that's the one that's got the uh, yeah one of them tried to steal her blood 
Yeah. Hey, blood. <laughs> Don't come to my house. <laughs> Suck like your dick, dick. Blood. Uh, blood, 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 uh, blood, blood, uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, and then obviously that's the episode that's got the post credit scene that had everybody all up in a fucking tissy, which was her and Megan the Stallion just working it out. Again, why I emphasize how hard I'm going to be smashing, it's <laughs> going to be causing tsunamis. And I think you and I talked about it in our personal life, but I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast at all. The show does, I don't, I think they're doing it on purpose. It shows a lot of She-Hulk's feet. Yes, it does. Where I'm like, where I'm like, it the fucking feet does. fetishists are just shaking. You know right they're now. spanking it. You know. Yeah, they they got that shit on pause. Yeah, they're like, if it was a VHS, that part of the tape is worn the fuck out. Like, when she, <laughs> when she busts out of them shoes, they're like, oh, fuck. You know? Oh, my God. Look at them big green ground grippers, you know? <laughs> Let me eat them. Let me see him. But no, uh, in general, shake his hand. I really enjoyed that that post credit scene with her <laughs> and Megan the Stallion, where she Breaking just straight up she's twerking at her, and Megan the Stallion's like, you know, you're a lot more fun than my past lawyers, and she just tells her, I would I'd kill, kill for you, Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion. Excuse me. Megan the Stallion. What'd she say? Like, like she says, like, it dial it back. Yeah, yeah, dial it back. I would dial kill it back. for you. I would kill for you, Megan the Stallion. And I think I told you, I don't know if I mentioned it on here, but I told you in person that uh, that was written in expressly for uh, Tatiana Maslany, who plays Jen, mm -hmm. because she apparently, in her real personal life, is just a mega fan for Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion's good. She makes good ass music. Yeah. Like, facts. She does. I heard a bad and, she's song. Got a, and she's got a great, like, it seems to have a great personality when you see her, like, mm -hmm. interacting on social media and in public and stuff like that. I think but, it was. Uh, I I can't remember what it was. It, 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 we talked about it. Was it Twitch? TwitchCon? Megan Thee yeah, Stallion Megan was Stallion. Uh, performing. Yeah. And someone dressed up as Master Chief. And yeah, she let him yeah. get on stage for the entire like show. The whole concert. So you just see this. I mean, because they must have gotten platforms or something. Because he was like eight feet tall. Yeah, just kind of bopping the entire time. Just this fucking Halo Spartan up there. Yeah. Just kind of bobbing side to side, hands in the air. And you've got backup dancers like twerking on him and hanging off him and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the lights are going and the streamers and shit. And he's just back there with his VIP pass around his neck like, uh, uh. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> it just makes me think of uh, what's the one meme you? I'd rather come in the sink than to sink in the, in the cum. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a Master Chief saying that. Yeah. So oh, yeah, uh, hardcore Hulk, Hulk smash on that. So episode four is this not real magic? That's the one where they kind of cock tease us with Donnie Blaze, the magician, as opposed to Johnny oh, Blaze, uh, yeah. the 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 fucking ghostwriter. So. He's like he's a magician who had like just a small bit of time at Camartage, mm -hmm. and then got kicked out for misusing his powers, and so he keeps sending audience members to another dimension as like part of his uh, his magic <laughs> act. Or not by yeah. accident, but doesn't know how. To he get does it, back. it on accident at first, and then is like, oh well, people eat that shit up. Yeah, and he doesn't know how to get him back. So poor Madison King accidentally somehow ends up at Camartage and makes friends with Wong, uh, who's like way into The Sopranos. Yeah, and she keeps spoiling it. She keeps He's spoiling it. Uh, so yeah, Wong kind of comes to Jen and is like, hey, you gotta help me sue Donnie Blaze. And they kind of, you know, get into a big suit and all that, and that's when she's making a, a profile on a dating app 
and she's not having much success. So she's like, all right, fine. I'll be, I'll be She-Hulk on the dating app. And then has to just date a bunch of fucking creeps and losers. Mm-hmm. And finally gets a good date going and has to fucking go save uh, Donnie Blaze and uh, help Wong kind of like seal off this dimension. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she goes back and tears it up with, uh, with her date. Right. Why couldn't Wong take Donnie Blaze? Like, thinking on it. Uh, what do you mean? And I'm not, I'm not discrediting the show whatsoever. No, no, no. I mean, we're allowed to be critical. But why did Wong, out of all the times, Wong goes, I need a lawyer. Oh, well, so he was wanting to make an example, was his thing that he brought up. Was okay. that he wanted to, he wanted to sue him as a, as a human, right? That, like, hey, you can't be using magic like that. And, um, okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that was his whole deal. Cause, yeah, like, he, he I think he even kind of makes point of that. Like, yeah, he could fuck him up, but he wants to take him out in the court of law. Okay. I couldn't remember just off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. They basically hit him with like a cease and desist that he's not to keep practicing magic. That's fine. Yeah. That makes sense to me. But, uh, yeah. She, yeah, she dates that, well, she bangs that guy is what she does. She hawks right. smashes him. And uh, when she turns back to Jen, he's fucking ghosts her. He's like, I'm out of here. Man, and you just like, want it for the... For the She-Hulk smash, you know? You wanted them green cheeks, you know? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's disgusting. And, uh, yeah, so she's, like, kind of bummed, obviously. And then that's when she gets smacked with a lawsuit against her by Titania uh, for the name She-Hulk, because she just mm-hmm. didn't trademark her own name. Because she didn't even pick the name of the fucking media game. And so that leads us to episode five. Oh yeah, what uh, is this? Not real magic. Smash or pass? Hulk smash. Hulk pass. Um, I think not, it was kind it of was a forgettable a, one. Yeah, it, for a filler, I think it was good. But in the grand scheme of the series itself, I would say that episode in particular is probably a pass. Not that it's a yeah. bad episode, but just no, but in just, the grand scheme of it, <laughs> yeah, it does kind of slip to the side. So I agree with you. Hulk, Hulk pass. If yeah, Hulk if you got to pick one, unfortunately. So that leads us to episode five, which is my favorite title of an episode, I think. And it's mean green and straight poured into these jeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause that's when she has to go to court with Titania. Right. And, uh, is trying to make a case that even though she didn't, um, you know, copyright her name, she still had like, you know, a bunch of, uh, precedent basically that she was uh, accepting of being she Hulk. And the way they ended up having to prove it is all of those dates that she went on. She has mm-hmm. to basically parade them in court that she did, in fact, go on dates with them as uh, she Hulk. And so that's when they read out her 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 what I forget what they call Tinder it. bio. Not, yeah, it's not Tinder, but it's like Swiper, I think. And uh, <laughs> her Tinder bio is uh, yeah, mean, green, and straight poured into these jeans. And then the seeking or what you know, looking for, she says a sturdy back and a reinforced king size bed. Holy! Like my God, she just is down bad. <laughs> a sturdy back. <laughs> she is coming to clap, you know. <laughs> Call me the Green Giant, dude, because I'll be all yeah. in that. I'm, I'm but for dude, it. I, just the mean green and straight poured into straight these jeans. Poor. Yeah, Fucking what are you looking me. for? <laughs> a sturdy back. <laughs> just someone that can hold all this, you know. <laughs> oh my God. And then that's the kind of the, it has like a kind of a sad note when basically one of the people, the guy that she actually slept with, is basically like, Jen's not really my type. Like I, I, I was on 
She-Hulk. Yeah. And there is kind of that ongoing theme throughout the show of, like, people like She-Hulk more than Jen. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, her struggles with that, which, you know, I, I think that episode in particular is a small a Hulk smash for me. I enjoyed the... Um, uh, uh, oh, and that's also the episode that we get the little hint towards Daredevil. Hmm? When she goes to the... Uh, <laughs> when she goes to the... Uh, what do you call him? Luke Jacobson, the... What do you call him? Uh, 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 Taylor. That's the word. Bingo. For and he uh, and he he yeah. And he makes confidentiality. Well, so that's when she goes to him to make her own suit for. Her. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. And yeah, at the end of that episode, you see Daredevil's helmet in a in a in a box. Oh fuck. No, I start getting our own dogs riled up. But then that leads us to episode six, which is called Just Jen. And, uh, oh my god, I, that that was such a good episode. I honestly the think fucking that wedding was a good episode. Yeah, yeah. And so the thing I really enjoy about the show overall is how much it plays with the fact that it is a show. And so like the episode with Mean Green is straight poured into these jeans. The the titles card is in a different font. And it says like you know She Hulk by Titania because the whole premise of that like lawsuit was that Titania has made a a, a beauty brand called yeah. She-Hulk as just a fuck you to Jen. But so then in uh, Just Jen, it was called Just Jen, Attorney at Law. Because she, goes, she, cause she rolls up to the wedding as She-Hulk and her friend that may, wants her to be a bridesmaid is all pissed off and wants Just Jen. So she can't win. You know, the one time she She-Hulk, they want Just Jen. But then every other time, nobody wants Jen. And so, yeah, that's when it's Just Jen, <laughs> Attorney at Law. Uh, but yeah, so she she shows up and is <laughs> finds out that uh, like they're really shitting on her hard at the wedding, where it's like yeah. she's the fucking <laughs> she's the 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 like what do you call it? ironing bitch basically you know they're like oh, you're on ironing duty right the guy's got really worked up playing Mario Kart you know and her fucking groomsman that she's walking down the aisle a dog yeah and a dog that they said they had to resuscitate this morning he looks like he's on death's door. <laughs> and then and then even even worse still is that titania is there and she's like dude you know titania is here to fucking like to, for me right and they're like really you narcissist you know oh my god she's like why am i the only one that fucking sees this you know and uh she ends up hitting it off with a guy in the in the you know the groom's party and titania fucking attacks her while jen's just absolutely sloshed and so they get into a nice, uh, what's that? I was going to say they just brawl it out. Yeah, they duke it I out in the fucking what wedding. You were about to get into. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they fucking just beat each other up. And she actually, uh, Titania slips on the fucking, like, champagne and busts all her fucking teeth out. <laughs> fucking bitch, she deserves just, a fucker. Yeah, and she just gets up and storms out. And, uh, that's when the fucking, uh, Lulu, her friend, comes in and is like, oh my god. And you're like, oh no, like, she's gonna be mad at her for being a She-Hulk and getting into a mm -hmm. fight. But then she's just like, She-Hulk is at my wedding? And she's just absolutely trash, and one of her eyes won't fucking open. <laughs> she's so <Yeah>. drunk. <laughs> uh, it's Becca. Uh, yeah, basically, it's Becca, bitches. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so she has a good time and ends up, you know, dating, you know, seemingly going on a date with this guy that she met there, right? And there's that whole subplot of, like, Mr. Immortal, who's dated, like, yes. eight or nine different people and, and uh, you married them. 
and then instead of divorcing them, he just fakes his death. And so Nikki way. has to. Yeah, yeah. What a what a what a what a fucking swell person, right? But so uh, yeah, Nikki, her paralegal, kind of helps. Um, oh God, I can't think of her name, but the other lawyer that does not like Jen necessarily. Oh, I can't think of her name. Um, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember either. Mallory. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, they they're kind of trying to sue the or help the guy face off against all of his exes and get get some recompense there. And they find out that there's this site called Intelligentsia that has a lot of like really horrible like death threat and like incel type shit about She-Hulk. And uh and it's being managed or maintained by a person who's going by Hulk King on there. Yeah. And uh and then like the stinger on that is seeing that Hulk King has scientists working on like getting a blood sample from her. Uh-huh. But, so I do think that just Jen is a is a Hulk That was a really funny Which, episode. In my opinion, I think and see that Marvel has a thing about it where it's not it's not gritty. You know, it's pretty not sunshine and rainbows, but they somehow yeah. you know, especially with She Hulk, they keep it light. But that yeah. shit that happened in, like, The Batman, which was our first episode. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so, I mean, looking at those two, comparing those two, being like they're very yeah. similar in the way of starting an uprising. In one case, it's an act of terrorism. In one other case, it's, you know, with She-Hulk, it's an act of stealing DNA to create super Something, yeah. Right, um, other mutants. So, I mean... Yeah. And, and, that, well, that and then you've got... very dark and gritty, and it's just something well, and... you don't see anymore. And the show Marvel. goes somewhere that I didn't expect it to, uh, which we'll get into here in a couple episodes. But yeah, like talking about like incels and, and like just the the misogyny on the Internet and giving those type mm -hmm. of people a, a voice where they can all uh, you know get together and agree with each other. Um, which, again, I think the show does a really good job of getting ahead of the real world misogyny that's going to come about from a show right. like She-Hulk. And kind of just automatically going like, you're a fucking creep and a monster, you know? Mm -hmm, and then they're like, mm -hmm. oh, uh, 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 you know, and they're kind of stuck in a corner because they either have to go, she's being mean to us and admit that that's who you are. Right. Or kind of get over it. Right. But um, <laughs> Walters. So in episode seven, it's called The Retreat. That's when she goes out on several dates with uh, what's his name, Josh. Yeah. <clears throat> And uh, they end up having sex, and then he fucking ghosts her, right? And so she goes to fucking Emil Blonsky's retreat and has, like, the share session with Man Bull and El Aguila <laughs> and Porcupine. And I can't think of the guy's name. Saracen, I think, uh, is the, the one who thinks he's a vampire. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, so she has no internet or cell coverage. And it actually did have a really good uh, scene of that, where, I mean, there's no She-Hulk in it, really. And it's just her kind of talking about her feelings. And you do get the idea that, like, she's really struggling with this this double persona of, like, I want to be accepted for who I am, but I am all I am both Jen and She-Hulk now, and I wish people saw both of us, you know? Uh, and then, you know, the, obviously the reveal towards the end of that episode is that uh, when they had sex and he left in the middle of the night, he took a copy of her phone and stole a sample of her blood for Hulk King. And um, so it's like, oh, Jesus, the one guy that she's had right. so far uh, was a fucking spy, basically. <laughs> and I, 
I kind of forgot about this episode, but in the moment of watching it, I remember really enjoying it. What, this past episode with the retreat? Yeah. Oh, no, that one stood out to me. I love that. I like the part when Porcupine takes his helmet off and I, everyone yeah, is just, just like, oh, my stink God, dude. From dude, inside his gas mask. Stinks. Like, bro, put it back on till the end of the meeting or something. Yeah, yeah do us a favor. <laughs> it's, it's this whole thing about, like, forgiving and accepting yourself. And everyone yeah. was telling him, like, put it back on. Yeah, dude, dude do us all a bad. favor. Fucking, it's not good. Like, and, and yeah, so I did. Yeah, I mean, for some reason I did. That, that episode slipped away from me. But as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, yeah. And I do remember really enjoying that. And just, I, I like, that's why I like the idea of a series, is an episode like this where there is really no She-Hulk in it. And it is just an opportunity to literally have a therapy session where you get to hear this character talk about how they're thinking and feeling. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it kind of gives you a good chance to humanize them. So I think that's a Hulk smash for me. Oh, yeah, definitely Hulk smash. I, I'm really, I'm, I'm glad that we, we've got this, this rating system. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> we're going to have to take this shit to the bank. <laughs> episode 8, uh, Ribbit and Rip It is, is your episode, baby. Yes. God, God, yes. Oh, you're getting robotic. Don't you fuck me on this. As soon as you, you know launch this game, me. you're never gonna fucking Quaker baby. Oh, you're still very robotic. Oh god. Oh, you're oh. good. You're gooch. As soon as you launch this game, your nuts are gonna fucking Quaker baby. <laughs> so now, uh, yeah, in this one, <laughs> fucking leapfrog is trying to stop a couple of guys. It looks like they're robbing, like, an electronics store. Mm -hmm. And he goes, rip it and rip it! And then he goes to fucking use rocket boots, and they just burst into flames and catch his legs on fire. <laughs> and he's got, like, third-degree burns all over his legs, right? Mm -hmm. And so he wants to sue uh, Luke Jacobson, which is her her uh, seamstress, or her, her uh, what do you call him, Taylor. Mm -hmm. And so she's, like, gonna represent this guy in court, right? And Luke Jacobson is being represented by none other than Matt Murdock, Matthew Murdock. And so, yeah, he comes in and he's cracking jokes. And I'm sure all the Daredevil fans were like, he's not supposed to be funny. You know, and oh, uh, I was loving it. Just the fact that Charlie Cox oh, I know you were Daredevil. That's it. That's all I I as soon yeah. as he came on screen. I cannot emphasize this enough on how big of a boner I had. Oh, yeah, you were over there twitching. I thought you were about my, to black out from the lock of blood. My, my nuts were so fucking swollen. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Motherfuckers no, it was purple. Like I, I, <laughs> they were begging me just to touch them. <laughs> mercy. Please, mercy. Just... <laughs> it's like Come fucking on, Rocky's man. swollen eye. You know, you're going to have to cut him to let some pressure. <laughs> No, you I mean, I, yeah, me, no. Nick. I I loved it. I I loved everything about uh, Daredevil in that episode. Yeah. So yeah, we got yeah, old Matty Murdock cracking jokes as he comes in because he's talking about sorry, I was trying to find parking, you know, and they're like, uh, <laughs> you know, because yeah. <laughs> he's blind, right? It's funny because he can't see. So then uh, <laughs> he wins the case because fucking Leapfrog is a dunce who uh, accidentally reveals that he did not follow the directions and he used jet fuel in his rocket boots. And uh, that's why his suit caught on fire. And so Jen's like, what a fucking dunce, you know? And so she's gone, goes back home, and then all of a sudden, Patilio, the leapfrog, calls her, and is like, yeah, I'm getting attacked by some freak. So she's like, all right. 
And she does have a nice little interaction with Matt Murdock prior to that at the bar. Mm hmm. And, and they like, start flirting it up, flirting it hard. And she even like is addressing the audience is like feeling this, too. Like, is it just me? You know, Oh, I was and I was hard. And Matt was feeling it, too. She's got them all stumbling on his words and shit. You know, mm hmm. I saw a meme. Well, we'll talk about it later because, yeah. OK, but it's a funny meme. It's a funny one. It's a good meme. So, yeah, we get. Uh, yeah, her, her getting called by the fucking creeper that she went on a date with. Who's a client at the uh, mm -hmm. at her law firm, and he's just such a fucking rich tool who like yeah. collects superhero memorabilia and all that. And that's when he's telling her that he he wants help because he purchased a for a million dollars a Wakandan spear, and he's like, I just love like Wakandan culture and all that. And that's when he crosses his arms and does the Wakanda forever. And I oh love it. Oh my she goes, god! Oh, oh, that that makes me uncomfortable. Please don't do that. You know, that and was so. <laughs> it's just like that cringe, the cringe of him doing it in public, and yeah, the fact that even she's like, "Oh no, uh, that makes no, me uncomfortable." That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> and, and he tries to put the fucking moves on her, and she just crushes him with the table, and it's basically like, "Yeah, get fucked," you know. Right. And that's when she gets called by Leapfrog to go and save him, and uh, you know, Matt had kind of put the idea in her head that you know she's in a unique position to help people. Because she is a Hulk and a lawyer. So she can help people with the law as Jen Walters. And then when the law fails them, she can help them as She-Hulk. Which obviously yeah. is akin to what he does as Daredevil. And so she's like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to suit up and go help Leapfrog. You know? And turns out he's getting fucking chased down by none other than Daredevil himself, Matty Murray. So they have a little bit of a face-off, a fight down, right? And... Uh, she fucking snatches him up like a cat by the scruff when she finally does catch up to him because she uses her old thunderclap to deafen his ass. Right. And, uh, yeah, she does. She picks him up by the scruff and takes his mask off and is like, motherfucker, were you pretending to be blind? Because that's messed up. Like, <laughs> that's not cool. And he's like, no, I am blind. I just, I can heal really well. Like, and she's like, well, like echolocation? He's like, basically, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they oh, go dude. and they... When she huh? does, you know, before that conversation, she does like that Hulk clap that, you know, has yeah, that sound clap. barrier. Yeah. And I was thinking like, dude, imagine how much damage that probably did yeah, to Daredevil. how bad I mean, that fucking would have scrambled everything him. to him. Because even in the Daredevil series on Netflix, there is a a, a, a part in it where he loses his hearing. And I gets, mean... Is it when he gets shot? Uh, I believe it was when he was fighting... Oh, I can't remember the assassins or not the assassin. They were the were they ninjas? Yeah, they were ninjas that were working with Kingpin. Yeah, but I think it was that one because he was laying on his floor and then, yeah, he yeah. couldn't hear his hearing anymore. I mean, he just started freaking the hell out. And so I was like, damn, that probably did like a big number on him. And yeah, freaked him the fuck out for a minute. Yeah, I couldn't hear. But uh, I'm definitely eating some Reese's Pieces right now. Not a sponsor. Yeah, you are. Not a sponsor. But if they want to, I mean, I'll take some Reese's Pieces. <laughs> you know, I ain't gonna say no. No, so they, uh... Oh, man, I'm sorry, that's very unprofessional. Tell me what happens. The what? So much peanut butter in my mouth. Tell me what happens next after... Where, where are they headed? They're headed to the leap pad. Yeah, they head to the leap the pad, pad, which is like uh, his secret lair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there... Jen basically, oh. you know, because she bumps into him, 
And he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, saving you, you know, from doing more harm than what you've already done. Yeah. Yeah, because then... he stole, or he kidnapped Luke Jacobson, the fucking, to make him make another suit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, that's what it was, that's what it was. And her and Matt are on the roof, talking, and, you know, he's he kind of hits on her a little bit some more, because he's talking about being able to hear everybody's heartbeats inside. Mm-hmm. She's like, you can hear, you can not hear heartbeats, that's a little far-fetched, right? And he listens in, and you can hear how fast it's beating. He's like, "You know, your heart beats beating pretty fast." And she's like, "No, it's not. I'm healthy." You know, <laughs> no, it's not. And uh, and I like that they have a little debate about the difference between like a henchman and a goon. Yeah, and that henchmen are henchmen believe in the cause, and goons are just there for the paycheck. They're just there for the paycheck. And so he's like, "There's you know, thirty five henchmen or thirty five goons." You know, and I love just. The like the culture of their quote unquote gang, where they're like they're the tadpoles and they've got dart guns because they're supposed to be like poison dart frogs. Yeah. And just how hard Leapfrog is leaning into this whole frog thing. And they're like, I don't hey, want to be a baby frog. And he's like, I thought I thought we were being called tadpoles. And he's like, Yeah, do you not understand the lifespan of a frog? You know, <laughs> or the life cycle of a frog. And Daredevil, baby frog. I don't want to be known as the baby frogs. But yeah, and then so Daredevil goes in there and has his little, like, uh, short uh, hallway fight. And they definitely cock-tease you into thinking that you're going to get, like, a classic Daredevil hallway fight. And then and she I just... I wanted it. I, I wanted know you did. It. You were like, oh. And I love it because it it's not his show, hand, right? Which is true. Yeah, I'm not upset about it. It's not his show. It's coming out here soon, so we'll see it. Yeah. But I do. I love that, you know, that exact point of, like, it's not his show. And she just fucking crashes through the ceiling and just lands on all like six of the guys and it's just like she goes she hawk smash you know and uh yeah and like you said she goes in there and grabs uh or tries to stop leapfrog yep and he fucking runs out and goes to jump through the window and uses boots and they don't turn on and he just fucking lands and potentially breaks his legs and shit <laughs> and uh so her and hall or her and uh Maddie are chilling on the roof, kind of flirting with each other, and he's like, yeah, I'm going back to New York tomorrow and whatever, and she's like, okay. He's like, well, you know, next time I'm in town, I could, you know, take you out to dinner, and we could... And she basically is like, or we could skip all that and just... And then it's just hard cuts to them, just tongue-punching each other's tonsils. Yeah. And she's trying to figure out how to get him out of his fucking Daredevil suit, you know? <laughs> and, and they, like, they fully strip... Nude, and I mean, they don't show anything, obviously. They just show, like, their feet very close together as they step again into the bedroom. Again with the feet, again with the feet. Yeah, oh yeah, there's some dog hopping on this show. And, uh... Yeah, and then we get the fucking, like, the best... Well, I will say, before... Before you do that... Yeah. I want to talk about the meme. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, hit me with the meme. I saw a meme where it was Daredevil, and it was, like, a kid sweating over two things of spaghetti. <laughs> And one of the th one of the plates of spaghetti said, um, "Staying true to being a Catholic." Right. And then the other spaghetti plate said, "The shulk hussy." <laughs> and then it shows just the next picture of the kid without his hands, just face in the shulk hussy. In the, the shulk hussy plate, he is she eating hussy, dude. He was in that thing. <laughs> just, yeah. He didn't even. He didn't even think about it for a. minute. Didn't hesitate. He said, "God, well, he's Lord, yeah, forgive, forgive me. me, Father, for I have <laughs> sinned." 
Pastor yeah, Father, Trump, forgive me. give me a verse. Forgive me, Father, for what I'm about to do. You know, <laughs> he's about to act up. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to keep the faith, but also, my God, <laughs> look at the green not? grabbers on not? her. Oh fuck! But now, so then we do. We get the uh, the fucking goes shot. To show. Go ahead. I was saying, just goes to show that Daredevil doesn't. It is canon. Daredevil has a sturdy back. Oh yeah, no, yeah, he do. Well, to be fair, he takes her down as uh, as Jen. That's true. Jesus Christ. I just used the phrase, he takes her down. Takes her down. <laughs> I didn't say dicks her down, you know? Dicks her down. As as Jen. But now, uh, yeah, the next day he fucking leaves doing the walk of shame. Just <laughs> yeah. in, in full daredevil. But he's just carrying his boots and he's barefoot walking <laughs> through the grass. More feet. There's more feet. Yes, dude. I'm telling you, all the fucking feet. Do you think the they did that out? intentionally? The devil dogs? Yeah. The da- <laughs> the hounds. The hell the hounds. hounds. Hell. They, got the hell? they got the hell hounds out. <laughs> <laughs> we need to start the that hound. trend. Hashtag the hell, hell hounds. hounds. The hounds from hell, man. He's got them <laughs> devil dogs out. Them bitches barking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're getting off track here. Yeah, <laughs> getting, we're getting, we're getting a little too rowdy talking about Daredevil's dogs. Yes, yes. No. Uh, <laughs> what's even? I don't even remember the rating system. She Hulk smash, you know. <laughs> but Hulk now and smash. then, uh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta simmer down here because the the ending of this does take a very sharp turn. Because she kind of is like, why is the episode not ending? You know, this pretty natural stopping point, whatever, right? And she's like, oh right, we got to do the gala, you know. And so she goes to the Southern California Law Awards Gala, where she's going to be the Female Lawyer of the Year Award, uh, which I love the, like, real-world misogyny that, I mean, it does, where, you know, it's, she's, they ask the question, first of all, she gets asked to come there to be, you know, Female Lawyer of the Year, and then it turns out that every woman invited was the Female Lawyer of the Year, because they're, you know, they're all winners, right? And uh, then while they're on stage, they're asked the question, you know, we want to hear what does being a female lawyer mean to you? You know, that's like, Jesus Christ. You know, and the one uh, Mallory comment of like, well, I have to work, you know, twice as hard and, you know, mm-hmm. twice as long and all that. And I have to answer stupid questions like what it's like to be a female lawyer, you know? Right. Because it's like, it's just like being a lawyer. Because <laughs> oddly enough, that's what it I is. am. Yeah. yeah. And then as Jen's trying to give like her acceptance speech, the broadcast get, or the, you know, the the screen gets hijacked by intelligentsia, and they start talking about Walters not being who they think she is and things like that. And they go as far as calling her a slut, and then straight up show like a hidden camera sex tape of her and Josh on the on the screen behind her. Behind her, and so like when I was kind of referencing it earlier, with you know you talking about intelligentsia kind of being like a very real world thing. I mean, they literally did revenge porn. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's a very serious thing that women do deal with. And the law is still struggling with how to how to combat something like that. You know, it's a very real thing that happens. And uh, she understandably loses her temper and busts the screen. And there was a very good, like, Carrie reference with her on stage in her dress, like a monster, you know, and, and everybody's screaming and the fire alarm's going off. And... um she she goes chasing out the door after somebody that she thinks did it, and she grabs him up, and, you know, everybody's trying to scream at her to stop. 
because she's fully Hulk raging, like, you know, making, yeah, she's, she's, more, she's roaring and shit. And, uh, yeah, and that's when she kind of realizes that the damage, Department of Damage Control is there to stop her. And she kind of looks around and she makes eye contact right with the camera and kind of has, well, fuck, you know? Yeah. Shit. And, yeah, and you're like, fuck. And it did. It made me think of that line Bruce gave her at the beginning of the series of, you know, once you, uh, once they see you as a monster, you, it's hard to, hard to get away from that. So I think Ribbit and Rip It is definitely a big old She-Hulk smash or Hulk smash, whatever we were calling it. Hulk smash. And then obviously the finale was whose show is this? And uh, I really love the opening to the where they just fully do the 70s um, Hulk intro. Yeah. With the what, what do they call her? The the savage She-Hulk. Yes. And, and I actually yeah. have. So, you know, she's having this whole thing where, yeah, they're, it's, the, it's the 70s show and all that, and they really nail the... Even down to having, like, a very obvious another actor just painted green with green contact lenses in playing her. And uh, I actually screenshotted another thing from... I think it was from the Marvel subreddit talking about uh, a theory they had, and I really liked it, where the finale opens with an homage to the 70s Hulk show, right? But... Oh, and I didn't get their username. So whoever posted this to Marvel uh, subreddit, you know, credit to you, right? But the, right. they say that um, it's just a gag or like an extended Easter. And they go, it came across that way at first when I watched it. But when I gave the episode another look, one part of the music stood out to me in a big way. Um, <clears throat> and apparently the score that plays for a moment is the uh, the Watchers like theme, basically, from What If. And uh, then even better is when that whole bit ends and like they do the, the intro to the show and all that, right? The episode keeps playing and it ends when Jen wakes up like it was a dream, right? And as we learned in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh, when someone dreams, that's just a window to an alternate dimension or an alternate right. self. And so there, this person's making the case that that somewhere in the multiverse, the savage She-Hulk legitimately exists like that. Ooh. And you know, maybe they're setting it up for a, a what if season two episode potentially, which I would be really down with. Yeah, yeah. What if but, she holds uh, a savage? Yeah, <laughs> she is savage. No, oh, uh, she's savage. She's a savage in bed. Easy. You got old we, daredevil. We need, we need to stop machine. sexualizing She Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> After we just talked about like revenge porn, right? Uh, no. Now hold on. I'm the show itself is very sexual. Well, not She-Hulk herself, but the character of Jen Walter. Yeah. yeah. That is what we mean. We are not just to clear the water. Just to, yeah, just to lay the defense for when we get canceled in two years when people find this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, so in, in all reality, from uh, damage control custody, Bud is forced to wear an inhibitor to prevent her from transforming. Mm -hmm. uh, really, really briefly, I need to step back to episode eight real quick. They just casually mention that uh, the Sokovia Accords have been repealed. Ooh, what? Yeah, so Matt Murdock mentions it in court uh, that, because she's trying to get, like, the whole list of Luke Jacobson's clients. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously Matt has, has skin in the game. He doesn't want that released because he's one of the clients. And he's talking about, like, how all these people, you know, want their anonymity or need their anonymity and the safety of their people or whatever. And he casually says, like, the Sokovia Accords are repealed, so there is a right to, for these people to have their, their privacy. 
Hmm. And so huh. it's like, okay, so at some point the Sokovia Accords have been repealed, and I wonder what like the larger implications of that are. Because my initial thought was like in uh, in Ms. Marvel that that was why the da- Department of uh, the Department of Damage Control was after Ms. Marvel was because she was an unregistered hero, but that uh, must not be it. Huh. But all of that to say, yeah, back to episode nine. Yeah, she fucking gets out. They put the the inhibitor on her to keep her transforming, and obviously she loses her job. And uh, Nikki, her her uh, uh-huh, her paralegal, and Pug, one of the other lawyers there, infiltrate an intelligentsia like meetup mm-hmm. where they figure out that Phelps, that fucking creep with the Wakanda forever, uh, <laughs> is Hulk King, and Blonsky is the Abomination, serving as a motivational speaker. I will say, and, it doesn't seem like he knows what it is about. Right, yeah, it definitely seems like he's just doing it as like a... Because he is speaking very vaguely. Yeah, you know? he goes, remember to, you know, act with, you know, thought and emotions, controlling them both. Yeah. And they're all like, know. yeah, yeah! You know, yeah, they, it's them like, misconstruing his, his yeah, advice. Yeah. To basically let them be fucking creeps. But, um, yeah, and that's where she learns that, yeah, he's Hulk King, and like I said, Blonsky's there. And Jen shows up because she was going to go see Hulk King or, or uh, Blonsky. And yeah, she goes out there and sees him as Abomination is all pissed off. And Phelps is the, the creep's name. who's Hulk King. And he straight up injects himself with her blood and starts transforming into a Hulk. And then Titania busts in and Banner drops in out of the sky <laughs> and they start all fighting. And Jen is like, what the fuck is going on? And she breaks her inhibitor and literally breaks the fourth wall uh, by, like, taking us back to the the Disney Plus, like, menu screen and busting open her, her like, you know, cover to then look around at the different shows and is like, uh, which I saw a screenshot that Simu Liu posted on Twitter and said, you know, my triumphant return to the MCU. And it was just because Shang-Chi is, like, right below Jen Walters. <laughs> But she's like, she goes to Marvel Studios uh, Assembled, which is like their behind the scenes show on on there. And she just goes there and it shows her literally walking around as She-Hulk on the Disney lot. And she like you hear people talking about like working on Thor and things like that as she's walking. And she just goes into the She-Hulk writer's room and starts berating them about like, this is supposed to be my show. Why did it turn into this fucking action fest with all these people and all that. It just doesn't make sense. This is a fucking lawyer comedy. Why is it a an action thing? And it's literally making fun of the other Marvel shows where I was going to say, that's very in. Marvel. Yeah, they cram in an action scene in the last the last episode. I mean, think of Moon Knight, you know, where the whole last episode is like just a visual effects thing. Um, you know, WandaVision is really guilty for it where it was very much a character study, and then the last episode is just, like, a magic fight in the sky, you know? Yeah. And, and so she does. She's basically talking to him, and she's like, I want, like, fucking answers. And they're like, well, this is what Kevin wants. And she's like, all right, well, then I want to talk to Kevin. And the one guy is basically like, I would die to keep you from getting to Kevin. Yeah, and they're obviously talking <laughs> yeah, about Kevin Feige. Kevin you know? Feige. And you're like, oh, my God, I love how fucking... And she's like, no, I'm going to go see him. And so she goes stomping around and has to, like, fight security guards and shit to get to Kevin Feige and it even goes as far as having to like use an eye scanner on one of the guards <laughs> yeah. to get into his office. And when she goes in, it turns out that Kevin is just a, a an AI mm-hmm. that claims to be in charge of the MC storyline. And uh, she basically persuades him to re uh, rewrite the finale 
And he's finally like, all right, fine, whatever, you know. And, uh, she, you know, there's a nice back and forth between the two of them where, you know, he says something about seeing her on the big screen. And she's like, really? And he's like, no, you know. And you're like, oh, man. And then he mentions her in season two and talks about Hulk being in a in a movie. So you're like, oh, so what's going on with a movie? Yeah. Uh, and, we haven't you know, and seen any standalone <clears throat> Hulk movie since. No. What? Oh, yeah, well, since the Incredible Hulk in, in 08. Yeah. 08. I was not say seven. Yeah, no, 08, same year as uh, Iron Man. And so, yeah, she does have a really good back and forth. And that's when she makes the joke about She-Hulk smashing, you know, she smashes gender norms and she smashes the fourth wall. And she goes, and sometimes Matt Murdock, you know. <laughs> Zing! Zing! Hey! Oh, hey, easy! And then, uh, yeah, she goes back to her show where she finds Phelps and Blonsky being arrested. And for some reason, Daredevil's there in his outfit. Like, he literally drops out of the sky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to just yep. be there, because she's like, I want Matt Murdock to be there. And uh, they, they it, you know, she celebrates the, the victory, basically, in a very, like, fast and furious outdoor cookout with family, you know? Family. Family. And, uh, yeah, and it's her and, and Matt kind of having a nice, sweet time with her family, and she's getting to be proud of him as her boyfriend and, and things like that. And Banner rolls up, uh, returning from Sakaar, in space, and he's like, by the by, I've got a son, Scar, and, uh... With a fucked up haircut. Yeah, that boy's got a fucking six head on him. They botched it. The gap between his brows and his hairline is, like, 22 inches. It's bad. But, uh, yeah, so she gets her job back, and she's cleared of all charges, and she vows that she's gonna continue to work as a lawyer and as a superhero. Um... Because they ask her, like, you know, do you mean as a, as a lawyer or as a superhero? Because she says something about that she's gonna protect people, right? And that's when she kind of thinks for a minute, and she goes, both. And then in the mid-credits, you get to see Wong breaking Blonsky out of prison and taking him to Comertage. But, uh, yeah, so I loved how hard they went in on breaking the fourth wall on that episode. Yeah. Uh, Big, big Hulk smash. Yeah, I'd smash. Wait, what? (laughs) She-Hulk smash. So thinking about Scar uh, real quick, I was kind of telling you about him. So I was slightly wrong on what I, I told you. So Scar is Hulk's son, obviously. So he's from the World War Hulk, Planet Hulk type stuff. So on Planet Hulk, he gets cast out by the Illuminati and sent to a, a gladiator type planet, similar to Sakar, where he has a, a kid, or has a wife, and, and is like made the king of the planet. And then his wife goes and finds the, the crashed uh, escape pod that he was sent off in, and it explodes, and Kills her, and he thinks kills the son, or he kills her unborn child. And so then he raises an army and goes back to Earth and, like, you know, wages war, which is why it's called World War Hulk. And then he comes to find out that his son did survive and is very angry that dad fucking dipped, right? Yeah. And so I do wonder if that's what they're going to do with this, is, like, you know, he didn't know he had a son. He left, and it's been, what, like, seven years for five years at least. Yeah. And so, yeah, his son's like, what the fuck, dude? You know? And so after uh, after all that, I wonder what that's going to lead into. If we are going to get, like, some version of World War I don't know. I know that there had been rumors of that. Oh, my God. Bro. Siri, suck my nuts. Ligum. Ligum. <laughs> Ligma. But now, Ligma I, uh, overall, uh, I was overwhelmed. Oh, big, I was very overwhelmed. Big, Big Hulk smash. 
Oh, yeah. They were only a couple episodes mm -hmm. that... Like, I didn't hate any of the episodes, but there were a couple no. that could have done without, maybe. You know, if they were gone, I wouldn't have been like, this missing something, you know? That's, yeah. But and I do really hope that, that we like, get a season two. Shows, or most of them, you know, excluding Breaking Bad. Um, right. I mean, you're going to oh. have, like, your filler-ish oh. episodes. Uh, uh, is that your ring yeah. coming off? That was. That was. Yeah, thinking about, thinking about, about them ground <laughs> Thinking about them, thinking about them here. devil dogs. Yeah, he's got to take the ring off, bro. Get this thing off me. Get this fucking thing off me. I'm thinking about Maddie Murdoch's dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> but now, yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Not so did I. It's really good. Um, even with the fillers that they had, I still thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to what they're what they're going to be doing in the future. Uh, so yeah, definitely a. Hulk smash and a gas from me. <laughs> Would you say you were overwhelmed? I will say I was overwhelmed. Yeah, let's call it five stars. Ten out of ten. Just give it about nine different types of... Uh, we're coming up on an hour 45, so we gotta scoot. Yeah, we, yeah, we gotta scoot. I'll try to make it move quick. No, you're good. You ain't got... I don't want you to rush. I just... We can't... Can't keep talking about Daredevil's dogs. So... Unfortunately. <laughs> Chris, you got a cryptid for me, baby? Welcome back to Chris's Cryptic Corner. I'm your host, the douche. <laughs> <laughs> so, two things for, uh, you know, this cryptid. One, I don't think I have... Have I told you my... Uh, at least on, on the podcast, have I told you my alien encounter? I swear to God, I think I had. I don't think you have. Oh, fuck. So, I mean, this hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you want to tell her or do you want to save her for next week? Oh no, I want to fucking tell stories. Oh. Alright, I'll wait on it. I'll wait on it. To be continued. Do um, you want me to read our email as a follow-up from last week now or after? Yeah, go ahead, read it. Go ahead, read it. Alright. Or do you want to read it? You're better at reading. That's fair. So we actually got a response from our unbiased listener, uh, who last week talked in or sent in about the dogman encounters. And we asked for, you know, we, you know, that you you had some trouble finding some some sightings and stuff and they actually sent a link to a website all about dogmen encounters and, and where like people wrote in their own sightings and encounters and things like that uh, from all over the country so you'll have to check that out and maybe yeah, do a follow up yeah. on it I will uh, uh, but I'll probably plan ahead. that for either next episode or maybe the episode after that just to follow up on it Yeah. Um, just cause you know one there's more research uh, to be looked at as well as two yeah. Someone sent it in, so I want to, you know, a lot of these I do. I'm not going to lie. I have the silver tongue, so I can just kind of fucking go off the whim on it. But if someone sends it in, I want to make sure I do it justice. That's right. Justice. So, justice. So, yeah, they said, here's a link that you and Chris might find interesting. And they say, I know it's hard to believe, but when I was a child, uh, a, I caught a dog-like creature looking through my bedroom window twice. Uh, my window is much too high for a man or especially a dog to look through. And I also believe that this is where my, quote, phobia of sleeping in the light of a full moon comes from. I would tell my parents that I didn't sleep in the moonlight because it gave me bad dreams. Uh, but, yeah, and it wasn't until I was an adult that I put this together. Thanks for reading your unbiased list. Sounds like a whole lot of horse shit. No. Yeah, right? No, yeah. No. Somebody I mean, got hey. out of the loony bin. No. no, I mean, hey, have you seen it in shit you know there's shit out there that doesn't make sense i know for a fact and i can tell this one i think i might have already told it i was going out to uh we'll call it a buddy's house 
I was going over to a buddy's yeah, house. Yeah, you told this last week. Did I? What's that? Okay, I was gonna say, yeah. I feel like I just talked about this. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, because we were talking about nuts. you losing your fucking kidneys on Tinder dates. Bingo. Oh, yeah. Well, I still got both of them. But you're gonna here. fucking wake up in a bath of ice with a fucking sore <laughs> back going, What happened, man? <laughs> just coming so hard I black out. <laughs> you black out and you wake up with back pain in a bath of ice going, What's happening? I, I like how not only did I black out, but I blacked out so hard that they were. She slept through getting a kidney cut out. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even put you under. You just had so much post nut sleepiness that you just. Yeah, they're, they're looking at me and they're like, should we put this guy under? And they're like, yeah, let's just see. Uh, he's all, out like a light. <laughs> yeah, all you hear is, let's check. <laughs> and they smack me and they're like, nah, he's out. He's, he's out. out. Take a kidney. Makes me think of all the memes on TikTok of like the first one to fall asleep at a birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> that was it's just a surgery, that was you. <laughs> oh. Anyways, oh. you're cryptid. Yeah, so this week I actually wanted to talk about because I'm surprised I haven't talked about it yet. The Megalodon. Yeah. Uh so big fucking I mean, shark, dude. Right? Megalodons, you know, aren't necessarily a cryptid, they were a real. Yeah, yeah, because they they thing. exist. Yeah, they existed. Uh they said it was about 26 million to like 26 to 30 million years ago that they uh you know estimated Porsche <laughs> um but I mean I'm I'm such a big believer I mean because we know more about the surface Space. of the moon than yeah, yeah right than we do our own oceans I mean you know these things you got to think the Mediterranean trench is the the deepest Mariana point, uh huh Mariana trench. what did I say you said Mediterranean Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, Mariana Trench, you know, it's the it's the deepest trench. Jesus, that... Henry Christ. What? <laughs> the, no, just... Go ahead, keep going. Yeah, anyways. Um, you know, it's the deepest trench that we know. So... And we haven't even discovered half of it. So, I mean, I, it just... To me, I don't think it sounds too far-fetched of, you know, having a Megalodon there... Um, you know, still being, still kicking, creeping. but I, you know, as I'm doing research about them, you know, cause at this point I'm doing a full investigation case of, you know, what sharks are they related to? How could they still be alive? Anything like that. Um, and so what I was reading here is they, they, they do think that the Megalodon, uh, is very close to like a great white shark. They just see a lot of resemblance in both the skin, uh, of, uh, you know, how it's that, that gray on top and then the white on the bottom there. Which, yeah. did you know, is for uh, any fish who are higher than them, if they are swimming down, um, the shadow uh -huh. you know, of, the, of the dark gray makes it so the fish can't really see them. So they right, exactly. Up, and vice versa for the white Yeah, when you look bottom. down. Yeah. yeah, and if you're looking up, you know, you can't see them because it's, you know, it's with the light. Which I was like, dude, fucking OP, but whatever. Right, but so they are a, a form of like that great white, but that great white is considered to be under a mackerel shark family. Okay. And a mackerel shark um, tend to, it's just very small different changes, like where the gills are set, how many gills they have, uh, the tails that are pointed. I know um, mackerel sharks tend to have more, not as pointed of a, a fin this is like a, is like a proper, softer proper term is called an anal fin okay yeah like the two under fins is that what you're talking 
the two underfins as well as the anal fin on the back that are more pointed and like um uh, like, like on the tip of its tail yeah it doesn't stick out as much it doesn't protrude as much it's more slim yeah. you know for like i don't want to say aerodynamics but hydrodynamics hydrodynamics for speed yeah um but then i was looking i was like well well you know compared to the uh let's see it's the lamb uh, i'm gonna butcher this lamb lamaday lamaday sharks l-a-m-n-i-d-a-e lamaday lamaday i don't any you know those types of sharks which fall more in the category of like bull sharks where they're not as uh torpedo shaped uh they're gonna have more of like that bulkier look different uh you know length of fins as well as their anal fin is more pointed and giving it more speed um but enough of that nerd talk dude megalodons were fucking huge megalodons were yeah big boys yeah they're coming out you know being born they were already at least like seven feet fuck that dude so i mean freshly out of the megalussy the megalussy they're seven feet tall like they're taller than me the like a man like yeah like they're taller than she-hulk that's banana a a baby freshly born yeah but then i think it was like honestly i'm just going on a a spiral so i'm not even gonna look at it anymore um but apparently like a tooth the largest largest recorded so there could have been it was like the size of your fucking hand right dude yeah it is i think it was like somewhere of like six to eight inches yeah fuck that and i was like that's just one of them dude i mean yeah. sharks have got a layers of yeah. teeth, rows and rows of teeth and so i mean just there has to be i would well and there's that famous photo of like the the man the, standing the in front of the fossilized yeah. jaws yeah i yeah. mean and he could just fit in there like a grape yeah and so i mean i'm just this is more of like a personal one i'm just such a a, a firm believer that i mean the, the megalodon's gotta be out there. Something relatively similar's gotta be out there. You know, it, it could even be just an offspring of a great white. You know, right? That maybe hasn't. Well, and so fully... it made me think mm-hmm. um, about. I, I had to pull up an article here. I hope you don't mind that I contribute. Um, just and there time. was a. Did you say just this time? <laughs> yeah. Back in 2007, there was a shark that they thought to be extinct called a frill shark mm-hmm. that they found in Japan the, 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 they kept calling it the living fossil um, and I believe it died in captivity last year or the year prior but it's this freaky weird looking like the link to the site here so you can see the picture yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah it was it's like an 80 million year old species that we just we'd always found fossils but they thought that this one must have been sick which is why it was in relatively shallow waters and that's how they were able to catch it and study it and shit. But apparently it's got a really slow reproductive rate, and that's why it takes up to 42 months to be pregnant, and that's why it just takes them so long to, to reproduce, you know, and, and that's why they're they're endangered and nearly extinct. Oh, yeah, I've seen these kind of sharks. Yeah. So, yeah, it's you know, a classic case of, like, you know, we thought something was extinct, but it turns out, nah, it was just hiding in deep, deep water. And there's so few of them that... It's easy for them you to just, hide in that. Yeah, you just don't see them. I do think it'd I be mean, harder to pull off with something the size of the megalodon, just because of the the sheer volume of food it would have to ingest. Um, that you would think we would 
have something to go on. But then again, you know, you've got stuff like sperm whales eating colossal squids, you know, and coming up with, you know, scars on it from fighting the colossal squids. So we know that there's giant sea creatures in the deep, deep cold waters. So maybe. I mean, it just I, to me, I feel I don't I don't think it's as far fetched. No, as something like as like the, the Jersey Man. Devil. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Like I was talking about, you know, I don't think that seems as far fetched. Um, now, granted, do I believe in the Mothman? Absolutely. I'll take that shit to my grave. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. There's just like a little more science backing up with the Megalodon. Yeah. And I am a man of science. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm a bit of a scientist myself. Yeah, you know, a bit of a scientist myself. Um, but let me see here, just on... Let's see. Yeah, so they estimated that, you know, maximum length was about 66 feet. Jesus Christ. Or, yeah, yeah 66 feet. Um, and then I'm trying to see, I'm trying to see if they said how many rows of teeth are on there. Hmm. They weigh about 114 tons. 114 ton? Correct. Fuck. Is what they're estimating. Um, holy piss. They're fucking... Uh, what's up to... I'm sorry, I just, I'm opening up a new article, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, 53 ton, actually. Yeah, so I was to say, 143,000 pounds. Yeah. Say, oh, they're using the metric system, that's why. Yeah. But, yeah, metric tons. Alright. Sons of bitches. Um, but like, what about like a basking shark? Right, yeah, they're massive. They're huge! Or like whale a whale sharks. shark. And then, I mean, there's that video of that, uh, that pregnant great white who was, she was already a very large great And then when she's pregnant, she looks just humongous. Just massive. Yeah. That's why I don't get in the motherfucking water, like. Hey, I'm all about it, bro. No, fuck that news, I'm not getting in there. You can't get You can't make me. Can't find bugs in the water. Can't make me. I'll push in. I'll I'll take a bug any day over a goddamn fucking white. I can step on a spider. I can. I'll fucking. I know how to fuck up a shark. Fucking Not one, one that size. Give him the old one too. You can't take one, a megalodon on right now. Pop, pop. Dude, cake. Punch him in the cake. fucking gills. You yeah, could. I've been fucking. I've been going to the gym lately. I've been getting swole. I think I got a. It's about <laughs> maybe a forty-five. 45-55 chance, you know, yeah. like he's got a little bit of it, but I got you for three minutes. <laughs> yeah, you're going three minutes nowhere. of playtime. Alright, but I mean, honestly, like I, you know, going into what you've been thinking about, if you don't mind if I go first, because this kind of yeah, just yeah. ties Which, into what you've been it. thinking about. Um, I, I, I've just been thinking about like the depths of the ocean, um, crippling, uh, fear of death. Right. Um, but no, but like just how many either you know what we thought to be extinct or just unidentified in general mm-hmm. uh species of you know fish uh it could be like crabs or um you know it, it, it could be anything it could be something that i don't even know what it looks like right um you know just stuff like that just you know the wonders of the world that we haven't discovered i i want to yeah, keep the shit that we don't know that we don't know it I want to key in on stuff like that more. Yeah. Like, I've been going around, like, following more, like, um, there's this uh, Instagram page, I think, just called C mm-hmm. on it, uh, you know, Instagram. And I started following them. I'm just looking at them, and they talk about, like, all the endangered species, um, but as well as just, like, 
some of the other species as well. And like, for example, I think oh, shit, I know it just made big news, but it also came up on um, that Instagram page. I can't remember. I think it was a crab, a species of crab that come up to the shore mm-hmm. like every so often. And it didn't come up this year. They didn't. Ooh. And I, 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 I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Let me see here. It's been known to happen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. While you're looking that up, I just want to point out that it's, I put cryptid as the headline for the segment, and then as like the throat talks. What? So like I, you know, I write out the script or like the outline for the episode, and I put mm-hmm. cryptid, and then as mm-hmm. like the detail, I put Chris. Chris, I do, I do talk a whole bunch. No, 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 not not a whole bunch. It's just that's. I don't have to worry about writing out anything. You know what I mean? It's just Chris talks. So I was, I was correct. They were crabs. Yeah. Uh, the exact species was a snow crab. But oh, okay. let me emphasize on this on, let's see. Um, billions of snow crabs have disappeared uh, in waters surrounding Alaska. And everyone thought, you know, oh, this is just because of overfishing. They were ready to pull the trigger on that. And then Alaskan yeah. scientists kind of came out and they're like, nah, nah, like we don't, they don't know, essentially. Right, what happened to them? And I'm, I'm trying to read more into it, but they were like, <clears throat> yeah, it says right here, um, you know, officials cited overfishing as, you know, their mm-hmm. initial cancellation of the season. Yeah. Um, but then the management coordinator uh, with the, with Alaska's fishing game department yeah, said that more crab, you know, were being fished out of the oceans. You know, nothing was abnormal. Yeah, there wasn't like an excessive amount of fishing. All right, and so we're not, you know they're trying to go into finding what is what happened. Yeah, why is there none found? Because that's the thing; they're not even finding carcasses. They're not finding yeah. anything. So, like, maybe they were eaten, but you know, with you'd think with the way that the you know they come up to the shore. Maybe yeah, they would have just something, a, something, but like none of them are there. And I, I'll follow up on it, you know, read more about it just because it's something that I, I crossed and I was like, holy shit. Can I pose uh, a theory? Yeah, pose a theory, baby. So uh, I've, I've found out recently through uh, Hank Green, actually, um, on, on TikTok, he was talking about the fact that. Um, so there was a bunch of people like making vague references. crabs were like the trees of shellfish. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean, right? And so Hank Green elaborated that basically the thing about trees is that, like, the maple tree and the pine tree aren't hardly related at all, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, barely related in so far as it turns out that tree is just a naturally, like, evolutionarily efficient form for a plant to take. And so a bunch of different types of plant eventually evolve into a tree-like structure. Uh And so, you know, it's not like a pine tree is a cousin to a a maple tree. They're both just super different plants that happen to take that shape. Well, crabs are the same way. We're like a king crab. Are you saying that snow crabs are turning into megalodons? Bingo. No, I'm saying that, like, holy fuck, get get the president on the phone. No, we gotta get off. We gotta get off. They're tapping into our systems. (laughs) They're they're gonna come get us. But no, apparently crabs are the same way. In that, turns out that shellfish, like crab and lobster, is just like 
a super efficient life form, you know, shape or whatever. So, like, different uh, species of crab aren't very related to each other at all. It's just they naturally occur that way, you know. And so my, I wonder if there's like, you know, like with plants, if you have a bunch of plants that are super, you know, um, you know, like corn, a bunch of our corn is the same gene of corn that we've just divided and replanted. So they're susceptible to something like um, plight or, or, or um, you know, basically disease. I wonder if the snow crabs are that way, where they're all so genetically similar that a disease could wipe them out. That, yeah, that could definitely be it. I'm, I'm, I continue to read a, just a little bit while you're talking, but still listen. I mean, yeah. that could definitely be a disease, definitely, especially if they are so unique in their sense so that they're really not connected to anything else. That yeah. maybe, you know, like you were saying, maybe there's just not a gene in there uh, that, you know, for a certain disease or anything like that. Yeah. Um, here, it, it, looking into the snow crab, just a little bit about it, it says that they are a cold water species. Right. Uh, so you know, the which, water's warming up. And it says here that, I mean, uh, the way that global warming's been and climate change and you know, the it, it, quote here, it says the rapid uh, warming and cooling that has been going on with um, yeah. some of the waters, they either think they, one, that they just died or two, threw off well, their cycle. Say, it, it threw off their cycle. But, but what I'm going to say, what if they just fucking moved to the Arctic? Right. What if what they're if they starting migrated? to adapt, which leads yeah. back into here we go. Lay it on me. The fucking abominable snowman. Fucking it's just a Yeti. The Yeti. It's just an orangutan who evolved into adapt with his uh, to, environment. To live in the colder weather. Baby my fucking my. Oh, my God. I'm on fire. So, I mean, right. it could just be a case of these are, you know, uh, snow crabs just move to the Arctic and we'll probably. Yeah. Maybe get them, but like. Find colder water. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, could be. But that's just a theory. A crab theory. A crab theory. theory. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> but no, so that, you know, that was both my uh, cryptid and my what you're thinking about, so I'll follow it up with you, good sir. Colin, what have you been thinking about? Uh, so, not nearly as deep in thought as you. You just, just go, been thinking dude, about these fucking, you just go, so I've been thinking about these snow crabs. <laughs> yeah, so get this, fucking, never heard anything like it. Snow crabs, right? Alaska, no. right? They're gone. Alaska, yeah, bear with me. No, so honestly, I've been thinking about the fact that, uh, so we're getting news about Silent Hill tomorrow, right? And so I didn't put that in the news, because the news would have just been, hey, tomorrow we're going to hear something. Or, so I guess the day this episode comes out, we're going to hear some news about uh, Silent Hill. Right. But um, there's been a lot of rumors that they're doing a remake of Silent Hill, or like a remake of Silent Hill 2. And then we're getting a Dead Space remake, and they're doing a Resident Evil 4 remake. And there's been a bunch of rumors that uh, Microsoft is really pushing for a Fallout New Vegas remake, or even a sequel. And I've just been thinking about how, like, in the last 10 to 15 years, especially, uh, m like, the movie... Uh, industry has been really just rife with reboots and remakes and sequels and I don't want video games to go that same way like because a lot of why that happens in industry is like the cost of production of like original ideas it's it's a large risk monetarily to undertake we're like I'm going to spend a hundred million dollars on a movie that might not be successful because nobody knows about it like I think about the movie Amsterdam 
that we were kind of like, oh, that looks pretty good. It's set to lose like 80 to 100 million dollars. Holy shit. And it's like, that's why those movie studios don't take risks on, on, on you know, an independent, not an independent film, but like a, an original idea, right? So you end up with either the really small indie movies that cost $5 million or the mega blockbusters that cost, you know, $100 million. And then they get a successful $100 million movie and just beat it like a dead horse. So, you know, you've got three reboots or, you know, three, three Halloween sequels, right? And each one apparently is progressively worse than the last. And then you've got, you know, all these sequels to, to different movies and things like that and remakes and reboots and stuff because they think it's a safe bet. And I don't want to end up in the same boat with video games, but video games are incredibly expensive to make. And so I do think you're going to run into a bit where they go, it's either an indie game that somebody on a computer or it's a, you know, several hundred million dollar blockbuster that might be a remake of Dead Space because they know that people like Dead Space. So we don't have to really worry about writing something new and hoping they like it or Silent Hill or Resident Evil 4 or Vegas. Don't get me wrong. I would ride the shit out of a Fallout New Vegas remake, but maybe make a new, better, good Fallout game or a whole new game, you know? Yeah. And so I do. I just, I don't want that to happen. And for some reason, that's what I've been thinking about this week. I mean, that makes sense to me. I mean, yeah, no, I wouldn't want that either. And I don't know. Um, and then think about like The Sims, you know? Yeah. Like just, that's and, and how can we nickel and dime the shit out of this? You know? My first thought was GTA Five, like how they you know, yeah milking it so much. Honestly, oh, hold on, you got really robotic. Can you still hear me? Hello, hello, hello. Give it a moment. Hold. All right, give her a poke. I'm poking. Oh, you're still robotic. Hold. Hold. How about now? Uh, can you hear me? Perfect. You're in it. Awesome. Um, I was you know, but yeah, with GTA, GTA Five, you know, I I play it. Don't get me wrong, and. I enjoy the right. game, but yeah, they do milk the shit out of it, and yeah, and I, I think we talked about this before, and I hate to sound like a broken record, and that's why I wasn't <laughs> too upset that GTA 6 got spoiled, because it was like, oh my god, there is something else. At least they're actually doing it. Right, because I, I was going to cave in and just be like, maybe I should just start grinding the fuck out of it, you know, because I'm I play it, but I don't play it religiously. I don't play it as much as I'd like to, because I don't want to waste all that time if a new one's about right. to come out. Yeah. And so I was about to be like, I don't think they're going to make it. another one. You know, I'm just going to start grinding in it. And you remember that phase because, I mean, oh, that's yeah. all out ask. I just be like, let's play GTA. Let's play GTA. Play GTA. All right, no, fuck off. And so now, bingo. Now that, uh, <laughs> you know, I know that they're coming out with a sixth one. It just gets me a little more excited about it. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe for me, at least it could be, you know, the same way with some other people out in the world, but, it sold my investment in Grand Theft Auto for the future. Yeah. But then there you are again. We're going to make a Grand Theft Auto 6 because we know people eat the shit out of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, and it's still something I want to talk about. I know, I, I'm not sure if it's confirmed, but like what their thought is, is they're going to be taking, it's not going to be a new map. Um, it's going to be Los Santos, Vice City, and Liberty City. Hmm. But, like, just different sections of the map are, like, add-ons. Right. I thought I heard it. More so, I've been hearing stuff about, like, Liberty City making the biggest comeback. Vice City was just kind of thrown in there. Thrown well, in so, there. I, my understanding was that the main uh, environment was it was going to be um, Vice City, because the whole idea was that it was supposed to be Miami, 
but then other regions over time would become available. Like, not over time in the game, but, like, next year they they release this new region, and then you can go there and do shit there. And, and it's I like think almost, that's what they were almost trying to find about. a games by the games as a service type style. Yeah, and I think that that's might have been what I was reading about with uh, having Los Santos there, or maybe yeah, you know, having just another city that we already know. I would like to see a new city. That's what I want to see. I want to see a new city, especially since they have, <clears throat> you know, this upcoming game is gonna be one of their largest interactive, yeah, environmental games. Yeah, like, so I know that when... walk into damn near all the buildings. Yeah, I know that when we read that report from Bloomberg, uh, you know, quite a few episodes back when it was initially brought out that like there's going to be a, a male and a female protagonist, and you know it was going to be kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde type story. That apparently an early draft of the game they were talked about like a South American location, which I would which not I could see of. like uh, like a Rio, you know, where there's mm-hmm. kind of like this this um, you know stigma i guess or like a a, a stereotype of like the slums of rio being like you know owned by the gangs mm-hmm. you know and so i could see something like that but yeah that'd be kind of cool to see just other countries you know figure yeah. i think it's the first grand theft auto takes place in london mm-hmm. the top down grand theft auto games i think it'd so, be yeah. really cool to see one maybe in like china yeah just with how populated it is there like Do you ever play, play uh, Sleeping Dogs? Uh, I've never played Sleeping Dogs. You gotta check that out. It, uh, it's on Steam for pretty cheap now. But it's kind of a Grand Theft Auto style game where you play as an undercover cop in Hong Kong getting in with like the the, the gangs and stuff. Ooh. And it's got really cool combat where it's very kung fu. And it's really cool. It's pretty good. You gotta check it out. Yeah. yeah. But... Uh, do you hear them fucking dogs down there? Yeah, I do. Little helpers. Unless <laughs> they sound like demons. Uh, so yeah, that's all I got about what I've been thinking. That's all I've been thinking. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of, couple of rocks in a box rattling around you. Mm-hmm. So we want to thank you guys so much for your attention and support. If you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a great review. Tell your friends about us. Share us on social media. Uh, make sure that you're liking, following, subscribing, whatever your, uh, your streaming service of, of choice uh, you know, calls that feature, right? But make sure that you're getting notified when we post up uh, and things like that. If this was your first episode, welcome. Hope you enjoyed and stayed. Hope we didn't turn you off with all that talk of Daredevil's feet. Uh, and if you've come back for the 33rd time, yeah, thanks. Appreciate you. Chris, Appreciate if, uh, if people wanted to get in touch with us, give us some feedback, ask us questions, uh, you know, fawn over Daredevil's dogs, how would they do that? Well, if we wanted to over Daredevil's dogs, my personal phone number. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. You can always reach. Yeah, you can always reach out to us by our via our Instagram, Facebook, you know, and our, our YouTube up, which is simply Whelmed the Podcast. You can always you know check out our Twitter. Our Twitter handle is Whelmed underscore Simply. And as always, you can send an email, scripted suggestion, criticism uh, at Simply Mail, Simply Whelmed email. Oh fuck! Simply one mailbag at gmail dot com. Thirty three episodes in, and I fucking flood. You shit the bed on. I'm I'm getting off. Bye. Bye, buddy. (laughs) You fucking actually leave, and I just have to close it out by myself. (laughs) (laughs) But no. uh, Next week we're gonna be doing our Halloween episode, where we're gonna have to talk about like some true scary stories, and I would like to try and 
narrow it down some where we talk about scary stories that have found their way into pop culture. Ooh. I don't think that'd be too hard. No, uh uh-uh. I mean, there's plenty of, like, based on a true story, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Or we could even really stretch it where it's, like, there's kind of a, a subgenre of scary movie that is, like, um, a YouTube short horror film that then gets turned into a full-length feature. Yeah. Like, lights out, you know? Yeah, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited, excited for that. For that. Mm-hmm, me too, me too. I know that we we came up with that idea uh, several weeks back, and we're like, "Ooh, that's it, that's the episode." Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to do it. Uh, watch it be a, a flop. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Who knows? Whatever. What if, are you gonna if, do? if people don't like it, fuck them. No, <laughs> just we do this for us, you know. So that's the end of the show, Chris. Tell everybody bye. Bye. Daredevil does have his feet out a lot. <laughs> like, he's got them dogs out kicking. You know? I just, like, can a brother just suck a toe? <laughs> Come on, Matt. <laughs> Let me suck knew, a dog. Who knew Matt Murdock had that dog in him? <laughs> he's got that dog in him. Uh, that fucking went forever and